All right, everybody, thanks for joining us. I'm here today with Dante Alexander. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing fucking fantastic. I'm glad to have you here. Yeah, glad to be here, man. I'm glad we were able to make it happen, you know. I remember working with you and you telling me shortly before I left that you wanted to start your podcast, so it's a pleasure to be here. Did I tell you that back then? Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah, you was like, I want to start a podcast and don't know what it's going to be about yet, but... Yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking about it for a long time, and I finally <laughs> just decided to try and make it happen. Mm-hmm. And you did. You well, did. I could have done it sooner, but being held back by personal fear, you know. <clears throat> oh, is anybody ever going to like it? What am I going to do it on? Well, who fucking cares? Just do it. Yeah. Yep. And, it's, and it's so fucking easy, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's so many podcasts out there, even when it's just the same two guys who just decide to talk about a random topic each time. You know, they have fun doing it. Yeah. People like listening to them. No, I, I finally just said, uh, fuck it. If I don't do it, it'll never happen. And so you might as well just do it and see what happens. It's either going to work or it's not going to work. All right. I mean, you know, worst case scenario, you have a you have a log of you just being able to sit and bullshit with your buddies for hours, having a good time. And it's all recorded. You yeah. Know? You know? Yeah. We used to do, uh, me and my friends, we used to do kind of like jackass style videos and stuff back in the day. Um, and I still, I still have all of those report bodies. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, not, not that bad. You know, nobody was taking, uh, um, nails to the nipple. Yeah. Shit like that. Or the alligator. No, well that was uh wild boys, but same people. It was the same group of people. (laughs) Yeah. The same dudes. Steve-O and Chris Pontius. Well, in Knoxville, they did the shotgun bean bags. He took one of those right to the solar plexus. And he was fucking bruised all the way across his stomach for like a fucking month. Yeah. Couldn't lay down like nothing. We didn't go that far. We weren't doing shit like that, but we got pretty nutty. But I mean, it's all recorded. I still have all of it. So every, anytime I want to watch it, I'm like, oh yeah. I remember when I was 17 and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I still fucking laugh my balls off. Yeah, And you know, that's, that's, that's what I found. It's just, it's what makes life a little bit better, you know? Yeah. Like... I've talked to so many people that have enjoyed things that have what other people said, like consume their lives. People that have tried to, you know, do music or tried to do, uh, what's the big one now is like MMA or even video games, Mm -hmm. you know, people streaming and stuff. And there's always people out there that are just like, Oh, well you're just wasting your life. But I'm just like, you know what? If you enjoyed it while you were doing it, you didn't waste a damn thing. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, even if you never make it, I mean, as long as you're having a good time, who gives a shit? Exactly. I mean, you should be smart. You know, you should never put all your eggs in one basket. Right. Keep working a day job until you're making it, you know, but put in every amount of effort you can. If it's something you really <coughs> want to do, something you enjoy doing, then just go at it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm doing here. Well, like I said, it's a pleasure to be here with you, man. Thank you. So, Dante. So, what do you let, let's? Uh, where do you want to start at? Do you want to talk about you know? You want to talk about like childhood, anything? I mean, where do you want to start? Tell me about you. Well, you know, I'm a young man, 25s. Grew up in the Pacific Northwest. Had the pleasure of calling Washington my home for the last 24 years so it's been pretty nice living up here I've lived 
not all over the state, but mostly on uh, what I say is the the good side. <laughs> you know, just right over here in Spokane and Newport, <clears throat> Eastern Washington. Yeah, <clears throat> Eastern Washington. <laughs> but um, you know, and I've just I've enjoyed it. I love I love looking out, seeing mountains, and seeing you know trees. I didn't realize how much I love the evergreen trees until I went to Florida. <laughs> oh my gosh. Flat. Flat. I mean, it was fun though. Was Florida's flat? Like well, Florida is, yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, there's probably not a lot of mountains, but. but. No, you look out in the distance and you're like, you're, you're seeing a lot before you see a mountain. Yeah. You know, it's here. You can see a mountain. You can be like, I, I can get there in 12 hours. Yeah. You go down into like South Florida and it's pretty much all just swampland and marsh and shit. Yeah. And that's, no, we were on. And we parts were... of it like Miami, they just happened to figure out how to build buildings on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, it's great. But I mean, I love, I love being up here in Washington. A lot of people that I know are always like, I want to move it's understandable. Those people didn't have fun here. Reasonably. Yeah. You know, people, some people, they get into a lot of stuff. And it makes living in a place like this so bad for them, which sucks. But ever since my childhood, I've I've loved it. Being able to drive a couple hours out of town and just be in the middle of the forest. Surrounded by, you know, birds birds and you know you can hear all the animals and stuff because it's just dead quiet you just hear nature yeah being nature you know just beautiful yeah pretty much a half an hour in any direction or less sometimes mm-hmm. and there's no cars there's no traffic nothing there's not shit tons of people yeah just when, silence when we uh when i was young i ended up living in newport washington for a little bit mm. grandfather had I think 12 acres. Beautiful. Like, just loved it out there. You know, you don't hear cars. You know all your neighbors, even though you, can, you can't see their houses. But every once in a while, you're, you'll know just by the sound of the car coming down the driveway who it is. Yeah. And then on top of that, you know, you just want to clear your mind. You just take a walk in the forest. Walk in the woods. Don't hear nothing. And if you do hear something, you probably start running like I did. Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> Man, it, it was it was great though. You know, my childhood wasn't it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. We bounced around houses, went to many different schools over here in Spokane, but never did I feel like I wanted to just be in one place. Mm. And I've seen that kind of transfer into my my adult life and becoming too complacent. Yeah. Like I don't want to do that. Like you don't want to get stuck in the droll. Yeah. Just the grind doing the same thing every day. You don't want to be doing the same thing you're doing now when you're 50. Exactly. Like I want, I want variety in my life. Yeah. And yeah, same here. Like I, I old boss paint shop, you know, he wants, uh, he wants me to joke about, Cause I was talking about leaving and maybe trying to find either something else to do 
like industry wise or just going um to a different place and he was like yeah you're never gonna leave you're gonna you're gonna be doing this you know forever and i i looked him square in the eye and i said dude if if i'm 50 and i'm still doing this shoot me in the fucking face because i've failed yeah. <laughs> and you know it sucks when people when people have that mindset and well, and and I don't want to say that it's a failure for people to just do that. I mean, there there are people who do that and they're fine with it, and that's okay. You it's know? just like that repetition, you know. You yeah. wake up every day, you do the same thing, and some people are okay with that. Yeah, stability, security. They're good at what they do, and then they just they just do it, exactly. and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. I I have a guy that works for me, you know him, and I mean he's been standing at the same machine forever, and he'll probably die at that machine. But he is extremely good at what he does. And, you know, he's there every day. He's there every day. Sometimes when he doesn't need to be there, he's always putting the time in. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I mean, some people are cool with that. Some people have variety, you know, every other week they're doing something different. Yeah. And, you know, some people change it up every couple of years. And I feel like uh, for me, that's probably something that I would do. Every couple of years, probably see if I can, if I can do something else, if I can learn something else, you know, and right now I'm still kind of in the process of figuring it out, like what it is that I want to do long-term, mm-hmm. like what is it that I'll, what's something that I'll do consistently for, you know, the next 10 to 15 years, but still have enough time on my hands to do other stuff. Right. So. When you're still young yet though. Yeah. Are you are you looking more at just doing different things or are you trying to climb the ladder? A little bit of both. You know. You don't mind a lateral move as long as it's just something worth taking. Yeah. And it's like, you know, working in machining, which is the industry that I've been in for the last six, seven years, six years. Yeah. You know, I've learned that you can you can still stay in a good spot and do more stuff. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I can still be here, but still have variety in the sense of, well, I can run this machine and do this part of the process. I can run that machine, do that part of the process, or I can go somewhere else and, you know, work on something totally different entirely, you know? And, um, I think that's one of the cool things about machining and working in uh, like factory jobs the last couple of years and stuff is just been able to have that variety of being able to be put somewhere different in the process. Yeah. You know, although the end, the end is still the same when you're, when you're doing something different, it still brings a, a piece of fulfillment. Right. Like, uh, you know, something that feels like, all right, I've done this, I've enjoyed this part of it, and I know where it's going to go from here. Yeah. And I know from where I've been, I'm I'm sending a good part. And that's always... <laughs> that's always a good, you know, a good feeling being able to do something like that. Yeah, I, I think you're a lot like me. You just don't like being bored. Yeah, no, not at all. I do not like being bored. Yeah. And... One of the things that comes with being complacent is boredom. Yeah. You know, if I'm looking at the same thing, doing the same thing, I'm like, if 
fuck. <laughs> I'm so done with this. Yeah. So right now you're a CNC operator, right? Machinist is what I'm. Oh, now. really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I moved up. But the last place you were still running CNC, weren't you? No, I was still a machinist. Okay. When I left. Well, you were, you were running CNC for me. So For you, yeah, yeah, I was running CNC. And then when I left, I was technically a machinist. Yeah. Is what they called it. However, I made a operator pay. <laughs> so that was fun. It was weird because like you look on all of the, the papers and stuff that they give you and everything says machinist. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I know what the difference between a machinist and an operator is. And I also know where the what the pay scales are. Yeah. So something's not matching up here. And then when I moved to the company now that I'm at, now I'm a legit, quote unquote, legit <laughs> machinist. But so, uh, so what was your what was your first job starting off in the workforce? My first job was I was a dog. I worked at a dog grooming place. Oh yeah, yeah. That was my first job, and that was it. Was fun actually. I'm not even gonna lie. It was really fun. You know, you see, I used to work with. Hmm, at that job, I was. I'd wash like maybe 10, 15, 20 dogs a day. Mm. Each one with, you know, a different personality reacts to things differently. And it was, it was really interesting. And, you know, my whole life I've always had dogs, always had dogs. Um, my grandmother bred dogs. And when I started working there, that was the first time in a long time that I've got to actually be part of the whole each dog has a different personality again. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was just, it's so funny. You know, you get these young pups in there and they just, you put water on them and they just shaking and having fun. They're trying to like run all over, you know, <laughs> they're, they're tied off so they can't run out, but like they want to, they're just having fun. They're wet. And then you get these old dogs and as soon as you put water on them, they'll just angle their head up, close their eyes and just let you do your job. It's so funny. It's like running a daycare for a bunch of hairy five-year-olds. Oh, I did work at a place like that too, a dog boarding. So I did that uh, the summer before I graduated, before my senior year. And then the little, uh, a couple months before I did graduate, I worked at a uh, uh, pet boarding place. Mm-hmm. And that's literally what it was. So you have anywhere from 15 to 75 dogs just in this big pen. You have a little area inside. And, you know, the, the facility was just a big uh, a big warehouse. Mm. And it was stationed. So you had, uh, like, dog rooms in the back. Like, each one had their own room, which was adorable. <laughs> like, some of the, uh, the owners would actually bring in, like, beds and... Uh, other stuff to hang up on the walls to like decorate the the dog's room as if they were at home so like a doggy hotel yeah type of deal yeah Yeah. actually yeah it was it was great it was great you know seeing all those dogs and how they interact and it was not fun cleaning up after these dogs (laughs) that's a lot of dog shit yeah i I can't even stand cleaning up my own backyard yeah oh man god that was the worst part we would uh we would, we would have to shovel shit and put it all in like a little garbage. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you'd have to take it out. 
So you'd literally have a garbage bag full of dog shit that weighed like maybe 30, 40 pounds. Jesus. Just the dog shit. Nothing else. Just dog shit. <laughs> in this thing. And oh my gosh, it was horrible. I bet and, it smells great too. Oh God, the worst was when it got caught on something. <laughs> so I'm sitting there. I got all the dogs up. And some of those dogs, they could jump out of their things because there was no there was no tops on the rooms. Yeah. And there was always a couple of, uh, there was a German Shepherd and a Doberman that could just bunny hop over these things all day long. <laughs> so I'm getting ready to leave. I put them all up, give them their food, and I go to clean up the, uh, the area. I pull the bag out. I'm getting ready to go throw it in the trash. Well, I see a dog come around, and he jumps, and his claw, poof, right through the bag. Oh, shit. So now I'm just got a trail of shit. I'm trying to run with this shit bag to throw it in the trash can before it leaks everywhere. <laughs> and then I got to go and clean it up, and spray it all down, and then the next day when the garbage man came, I had to go and clean out the fucking the garbage. Oh, God, it stinks so bad. Spraying out the shit dumpster. Yeah, because this is like, uh, what, April? So it wasn't cold, but it was getting hot. Yeah. kind of humid. Yeah, so as soon as you start hitting May and June, it's going to stink even worse. Mm-hmm. And it did. <laughs> it did. I only worked that job for, I think, two months. I'm graduating, and then, and then that's when I started at the casino. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, re- I remember you telling me about the casino. Oh, God, that was great. I can't say which casino. They'll never find yeah. out. There's like seven. Yeah, there's a few of them. But yeah, but uh, yeah, no, that was fun. Working at the casino, it was pretty fun. What totally. did you do there again? Housekeeping. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I started as housekeeping. housekeeping. Yep. <laughs> That's what I do, 20 doors. You ding, ding, me ding. jerk you off? Housekeeping. Oh, man. <laughs> I got asked that before. You got asked to do that by somebody? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 80 year old man. I'm boom, boom, boom. Housekeeping. You know, he comes to the door. He's like, oh, I don't need my sheets changed, but if you want to give me a handy, I give you a couple hundred bucks. And I was you, like, come on. That's, that's like, not even gay. That's a public service. It is a public service, <laughs> but I saw this guy's balls and oh my goodness. They do hang down to their knees sometimes. <laughs> Did he come to the door naked? Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, he wasn't naked. He had on, you know, you know those classic, like old man whitey tighties. Oh yeah, he had those on, but his nuts were hanging out of it. Oh jeez. Oh my goodness, it was horrible. <laughs> it was fucking bad. I was like, dear Lord, I prayed right after I saw that. He closed the door, and I was like, dear Lord, don't ever let my nuts hit my knees, please, <laughs> please, please don't. I'd be more worried about having to wrap it around your fingers so it doesn't touch the water when you sit down. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I was like shocked. I was shocked. So I'm like, I think at that time I was like 18, 18 or 19 years old. And I was just like, what the fuck? See, it would even have been legal. It would have. It would have. <laughs> yeah. He would have gave me a couple hundred bucks too. Or maybe, maybe he would have, maybe he wouldn't have. It would have been an experience that I didn't want though. <laughs> I would have looked back on it like, man, I can't spend this money well enough to make it work that. <laughs> it was... There was some weird stuff that happened to me there. I'll tell you what. Old women are frisky. Well, yeah. And they like to touch. However, I did get um, 
I did get a lot of tips from them. So there was, there was quite a bit of women that would, uh, like get really like handsy with me. Yeah. And I'd be like, you know, I, I, I can't do that. You're going to have to stop. Like, you know, I'm not going to kick you out or nothing, but I do need you to stop. One of them won like a $10,000 jackpot. And she was like, well, Damn. for your troubles, here's 160 bucks. It's like, all right. <laughs> you know who was back there the same day yes, or the next day? That lady. That lady. <laughs> Pulled up at like 12 o'clock uh, at night. So she left because they made you, um, depending on how much it was, they would make you leave mm. to, to deposit your money and then come back. And they'd just write you a check. They wouldn't cash it out there, again, depending on how much it was. Yeah. You're talking about your winnings? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if they want to think, it was like a, I want to say, like, over five or seven grand. I think they would write you a check. And, uh, yeah, no, she got, she got a check, but she still had a bunch of money. So, she went, gave me my tip, went cashed a check at her bank. And then came back at like midnight and I was still there. And uh, she's like, oh, guess what I've come back to do? I was like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> I know exactly what you're doing. She's looking for that dick. Yeah. I was like, nope. Nope. <laughs> Can't do that. I'm sorry. There was actually a couple of people that would uh, be there with like their daughters mm. and like try to like hook me up with their daughters, which was weird. Now, I don't mean like the, like, uh. Like, some decent-looking women. I mean, like, this is probably, like, the first time she's been out of the house in, like, a month. Kind of daughters. And they just decided to bring her to a casino and see what they could find? I mean, talk about a fucking gamble. Jesus Christ. Yeah. No, well, no, there's <laughs> multiple people that got caught doing that. Multiple people that got caught. Yeah. It was prostituting. That, I was, yeah, I was going to say, if I, I think I remember which one it was you were at, and there's been quite a few stories of, uh, you know, yeah. stuff like that going on. Yeah, and depending on uh, who it is, they don't care. No, yeah, it's. I mean, like people, you mean the casino doesn't care? Yeah, the casino yeah. doesn't care. Yeah. Oh shit, man! Whatever brings in business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know what they say, and there's no such thing as bad publicity. Well, I mean, over there, you know, it was on a you know reservation, so it's like they could have got away with a lot, hmm. which is probably why they didn't care as much. Because it's not like anybody was going to, like, come kick through their door and be like, hey, yeah. here, there's some stuff happening here. Like, uh, it's kind of like they're a, what is that, like a sovereign nation kind of kind of deal? Yeah, I, I think so, yeah, to a, to a certain degree. Yeah. They have a lot of, you know, they, they have a lot of area where they make their own rules mm -hmm. to speak. Yeah. Mm. And, like, I, th I think they're all tax exempt and stuff like that. So And they have their own police force. Yeah, that was really interesting. I saw them pull around a couple of times because they had um, like their little uh, police base mm. sitting out a couple of miles from where the casino was. And uh, every once in a while, you know, there'd be somebody that just spent like two, three thousand dollars, lost everything. Mm. And he's just throwing a fucking fit, threatening people. And all of a sudden you just see all these guys just come through and. Pretty much just scoop them up because it's like you can't really sue those cops. Yeah. So they don't give a fuck. They'll <laughs> like straight. First thing they do when they run up on you is in a chokehold and you're out the door. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I'm just like, well, I mean, it, it 
it's a very quick way to settle the situation. Like, you know, after that, you don't hear nothing. They put him on a bus and he goes wherever he needs to go. But he's like, he can't come back there. Yeah, I've I've heard stories, you know, that they love to just fucking snapping necks and cash and checks. Pretty much. And fuck, good for them. You know, it's yeah. their turf. Yeah, handle, it is. handle your business however you want. You know, <laughs> you know, and some of them, some of them understand that it's that it's, it's their casino. Mm. You know, some of them do it in a good way. Some of them do it in a bad way. And I've worked with both people, and you know, it's 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 funny because when you have people that that think, oh, it's my casino in a bad way, they they don't give two shits about it. Yeah, which is it's bad. But like they'll go, they'll steal from the casino, they'll fucking trash things, they'll just do all kinds of just absurd shit that you're like, if this is how you treat stuff that's yours, like you're talking about like old Vegas mob kind of shit, kind of. Yeah, they yeah. they they run the shit, so they're just skimming off anywhere they want. Exactly. Yeah. And then you have people that are just go out of their way to take care of it, mm. make sure everything's clean. Like I saw so many. Wasn't even on the clock, but he was one of those, like, this is, you know, this is part of us. This is a part of our home. Yeah. You know, I don't want to shit on it. Off the clock, he was sitting there drinking, gambling a little bit. Starts cleaning the bathroom. (laughs) Just starts cleaning. He was like, this is fucking disgusting. Starts cleaning it. Did a deep fucking clean on it. Damn. And uh, I was like, you know, it's, it's really different when you get both of those people and you work with them because you're just like fuck i want to work with you and they never they never do they always find some high up place where they can just kind of hide out mm. and watch people which sucks but did you ever get to into gambling much or were you you just worked there i gambled a couple of times i gambled a couple of times and uh, i think the most money i lost was like 80 bucks but the most money I ever won was uh, like 150 bucks off of like my second roll on a machine. I was like, "Oh fuck yeah!" <laughs> and uh, I would just gamble like my um, my tips, stuff like that. And, you know, I get ten, fifteen dollars, and I just go hit up a fucking penny machine and just start pressing away, waiting for my bus to come so I can get the fuck out of here. But I never got real big into it. It's like Working on the floor, I didn't work with the machines, but I worked with the people that worked with the machines. I mean, you know, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a gamble that's not meant to favor you. Well, yeah, I mean, everything is somewhat rigged in mm-hmm. the house's favor. Yeah. Like, they want your money, and they're going to fucking get it one way or another. Yeah, and they will. <clears throat> the longer yeah. you stay, statistically, the more you're going to spend. Mm-hmm. And so, like... You talk to some of these people and they just kind of like tell you a little bit about it. And you're just like, yeah, I don't want to fucking gamble. Hmm. Like, fuck, I'm only making like nine bucks. I ain't got enough to gamble. Fuck, Hmm. I work, what, 50, 60 hour weeks and get like a $600 paycheck. Damn. Yeah. And you're just like, fuck. Some people will gamble though. They used to, before I worked there, they would actually let you cash your checks at their cage. Oh, and get like chips or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Put it on your club card or whatever. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. <laughs> and they stopped because people would get paid. They'd go cash their check, 
and then they would just gamble it all the way the yeah. same fucking day. Yeah, that's how you get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Well, it went on for a long time. But, uh, like, I don't know what it was that made them change it. Because, I mean, they're making their money back. Mm-hmm. Like, all the money that they just spent paying you to do work, you just paid them back. Yeah, it's pretty much free labor. Exactly. And, uh, again, it's not like they're going to get in trouble for that. So, like, when they stopped doing it, I was like, something probably, something big probably happened for mm-hmm. that to happen. Yeah. For them to, like, because, I mean, if you went to any big company now, Amazon, uh, Amazon, you know, you got people that just slave away. But what do, what do a lot of those people do? I would, I would have to imagine that someone probably you know, recognized a problem and then brought it up to the tribe and ran it through the chain and all that. Probably. And again, it, it, like I said, it probably was something pretty big Yeah. for them to do that. But I mean, like I was saying, you know, it's similar to people that work at like Amazon. They get paid and what do they do? They start ordering stuff off of Amazon. Right. I'm just like, why would you do that? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> like, fuck, at least give your money to a different company. <laughs> yeah. You're just recycling the same money that they keep giving you. Take your Amazon money and go shop at Costco. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Get a better deal. Gosh. So what uh what about after uh after the casino? Where'd you go after that? After the casino I went to work at another hotel. Another hotel? Yeah, but it was in town. Hmm. You know, a lot of our casinos are they're pretty spread out. And so I worked at a hotel that was uh in town after that like 15 minutes from my house which was crazy you know i went from having a an hour long drive hour 15 minute long drive to 15 minutes yeah and i was like this is fucking nuts no it's definitely better on the pocketbook oh yeah oh yeah it was great um you know and i did i did housekeeping there for just under a year just under a year and uh the so you got an all, all woman, uh, all woman crew. I think there was me and two or three other guys, mm. but like we were all on like different shifts. Like one of the guys was there from like five to like two. I was there from like nine to whenever we got off, and then another guy was there for nights. So like we never saw him, and that was just a very, very different dynamic. You got to be careful what you say in front of all these, you know, all these women. Oh, yeah. You can't, you're not going to get away with nothing. You know, they're going to pick up. If one of them's got a bad attitude, if one of them's in a in a bad mood, you know, you'll get in trouble fast. Yeah. You know, you make one stupid joke or like one little uh, unintended sexual innuendo <laughs> and, you know, that's your ass. And nowadays... Next you know. thing you know, you're canceled. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, you know. It And that that's exactly how it fucking worked. That's exactly how it fucking worked. Like, you, yeah. you, you know, you got these girls that would make jokes about, like, fucking me in the bathroom and shit. But I was like, hey, your ass looks great. That was bad. That oh, was yeah. Bad. I, never, I never dared to say that shit. Yeah. But they would go, they would say some very... Well, the, the funny thing about all like, of that is it, it depends on the person, mm-hmm. right? Because if it's some like good looking rich dude that was saying that shit to him, 
Oh, they wouldn't fucking think twice about it. Be batting eyelashes at them all day. Oh no, they got those motherfuckers fired fast. Oh really? I watched one of them run through there. And he thought he would, you know, well, I got money. Hmm. It's like, motherfucker, you're working at a hotel. Your parents got money. You ain't got shit. Hmm. And yep, he went in there with that same kind of attitude, and they got his, He, I think he was there for like a week. Hmm. And he was gone. Damn. You know. Well, yeah, that's the thing, though. It's his parents had money. He didn't. He was fucking faking. Oh, yeah. And they. But some, you know, <laughs> Dorian Gray kind of dude, you know, no. 50 Shades in it up. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Those guys didn't stay at our hotel, though. Yeah, but I mean, regular everyday Joes, you know, you start saying shit like that. Oh, yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. It, I mean, it, was, it wasn't it was bad. There was a couple of times that, like, I worked with my sister when I was there. And so we would just sit there and bullshit and just say just really stupid shit. You know, brother and sister, not nothing weird like the certain people do. Hmm. But, um... <laughs> Just, just, just going off on each other. Just, you know, fuck you, bitch. I'm gonna go back to work. Will you leave me alone so I can go to work? Mm. He's like, you don't ever fucking work. Shut <laughs> up. And all it took was somebody just overhearing it to just run down to a manager and be like, they're saying stupid stuff on the floor. Oh yeah. I'm just like, the whole floor is empty, bitch. We have the whole floor. We are cleaning this whole floor. We checked all the rooms. They're all empty. Nobody's coming to this fucking floor. Except for the manager or your punk ass. <laughs> like, it's not like a customer is going to overhear us and be like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's after checkout time. They're all gone. Exactly. Like, we're just, you know, we'd be there for like anywhere from five, six hours to like, oh, I think the longest shift I worked there was like 11. Hmm. And they were like, yeah, let's just go home, guys. 11 hours? 11 hours. Damn. Yeah. It was fucking ridiculous. We had people that would be like, um, hey, I'm going to stay another night and then check out. Mm. So, like, when you do that, when you have what's called, like, a stayover or an overnighter or whatever you want to call it. Somebody that decides not to check out and, like, stay another day. Mm-hmm. You know, you just, you, you do, you depending on what they want, you're kind of doing the bare minimum. Like, they're like, yeah, just come in, vacuum, leave us some more water bottles and fuck off. That's all you're doing. Yeah. It takes like five minutes to do. You know, we keep all this shit on our carts. It's not like we're running to the front desk to get it. But when they do that, and we're at the end of our shift, you know, we got like two more rooms, two, four, five more rooms to do, and then everybody's done. And then it's, oh, never mind, we're checking out. <laughs> everybody's pissed. We're like, fuck. Yeah, because you skipped their room, right? And mm-hmm. now you got to go back. Yeah, we, you know, we did what they want. We spent five minutes on the room. And now we're on another one. Each room is probably about 30 minutes to clean. That's what they have you quoted for anyways. So they go through and they time, see how much it will take to uh, clean a room. And then that's like your standard. Like this is how much time you can spend on a room. Which for me was never really bad. Going from the casino who had uh, a tighter tolerance. And then going, like, I got, like, an extra 10 minutes when I switched hotels. And I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you guys are doing, like, less. Like, I can do this shit easy. And so I'm just blowing through my fucking rooms. You know, you get done with your rooms, and then it was, you had to go help somebody. That was the only thing I didn't really like about working in housekeeping was you had to pick up everybody else's slack. Mm, yeah. 
And when I was at the casino, people would cry because of what people would say to them when they had to help them. Like, you'd have people that would just blow through their fucking rooms, not even saying that they're necessarily clean. They would just run through them. Mm. And, okay, well, now you got to go go help this person. Well, we always got to help them. Fuck them. Maybe they should learn to do their job faster. And it's like sometimes I was like, yeah, maybe, but... You know, it's a it's a team effort. It's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, you all work together. Yeah. Like, we all have the same... We're all here to do the same fucking thing. Like, just get all these rooms done. Like, you know, that's it. But, man, some of those... Some of the people would just be horrible if they had to help or when they had to help. Oh, I don't want to fucking do this lazy piece of shit. Fuck that. It's just like, whoa. Like, there was people that... Like would struggle because the casino sometimes would hire uh, shitty workers. Mm-hmm. Like, you, well, it's true about any place, though. Oh no, anybody can get in. Anybody, anybody, and they would keep you. Like they wouldn't fire you. So, oh, you get on average we would get about seventeen rooms a piece. You know, for each one of us to do a day. Mm. You know, you start at nine or ten o'clock, and then uh, depending on if you rode the bus. And um, you'd finish around 4 or 5 o'clock. But some people would get the same amount of rooms. And when 3 o'clock rolls around, they still got like 10 left. Hmm. And you're just like, fuck. Like, how? You know what I mean? Like, how the fuck are you this far behind? Yeah. It's fucking nuts. I mean, it was fun. I liked it. It kept me active, honestly. I mean, you're sitting there. You're running through these. And if you're thorough, like, you're sweating. You know, if you're getting really into cleaning, I'm pretty sure any stay-at-home parent could tell you that. <laughs> like, when you're cleaning and you're getting in that rhythm, like, it's a workout. Yeah. And you're doing that all fucking day. And then to have to do that and then go home and clean, now see, that was the problem for me. I was like, fuck. Oh, yeah, no shit. I don't want to go home and clean. I just spent all day fucking cleaning. Yeah, I've talked about this on this podcast before, you know. You do it all day, every day for your job, and then you come home. You don't want to do that shit. No. Whether you're working on cars or fucking painting houses or whatever. Yeah. Like You never want to fix your own car or paint your own damn house. Mm-mm. You're just like, fuck, I don't want to do this shit. Like, you know, and then when I was at the casino, I did multiple jobs, like beverage server, hollow, uh, no, uh, laundry, and then um, there's a couple other things that I did, and. So, like, you get home, and you're just, you look at the laundry, and you're just like, fuck that. <laughs> you see those sheets, and you're like, yeah, I ain't gonna fucking touch those. You stiff in your drawers, like, yeah, I can get one more day out of those. Yeah, you know, front side, back side, inside, outside. Fuck yeah. That's yeah. how you do it. Fuck. <laughs> no, never got that bad for me. <laughs> what I would do, I just, I'd just go out and buy more underwear. <laughs> right? It's just like, fuck, now I got, like, 30 pairs that I gotta wash. No. It's easier to buy them than to wash them. Mm-hmm. Just throw them out. Fuck it. They stink. <laughs> just take them off right into the trash can. <laughs> Which is bad because I didn't make that much money. So spending. spending you just shower with them on. Kill two birds with one stone. Oh, there you go. I never even thought about that. <laughs> you just fucking leave them right there. At, you know, at the drain. Let them get wet. Use the cell from your hair. Just. Yeah, there you go. You just step all over them to agitate it. There you go. Yeah. Get all the stains and stink out. Look at that. <laughs> As long as you don't have an athlete's foot or something, you get that on your junk. 
Oh, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I went through socks like crazy. Yeah. Fucking crazy. Like, I'd get home, I'd buy brand new socks. And I usually wear, like, dicky socks. Brand new socks. Go home, they got a hole in them. Oh, yeah. Right there on the heel and right there at the uh, the ball of your foot. Yeah. Oh. I imagine when you're moving around that much, you're going to fucking wear through socks pretty good. Mm-hmm. And shoes. It's fucking nuts. Oh, yeah, I went through shoes, too. That was the first time that I was, I'd, like, buy, like, two or three pairs of shoes. Not, like, anything expensive, just, like, some uh, cheap little, like, styrofoam fucking move-around shoes. Yeah. And I'd just go through them. It's just like, two, three months they were done. Mm. Two or three months they were done. And I was like, fuck. <sighs> but I don't want to spend that much money on shoes and get a good pair, <laughs> you know. Eventually, I did, and they still didn't last that long. It went from, like, two or three months to, like, Maybe six. <laughs> I was like, fuck. But yeah, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was fun. What's, uh, what's the best thing you've ever found left behind in a room? Ooh, the best thing. Lots of dildos. <laughs> I found, I shit you not. Sad. I think it was like a 22 inch dildo. Jeez. It's probably like. Around girth or length? Length. Yeah. <laughs> I was getting to the girth. The girth was probably like, probably like three and a half, four inches wide. I was like, "Holy fuck!" Jesus. Like, I'm 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 glad I didn't see who came out of that room, <laughs> because I would have just looked at them, and just been like, "Wow." <laughs> Golf what clap. The fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, I know. Tell I, I would have I would have been giving praise like, all of it for real. <laughs> oh god you know we'd have to go down and we have to get a hazard bag oh yeah yeah and one of those uh red it's bright red yep. hazard yep just like that put them in a the bag i had to put two on that fucking thing because the ones that we had were mainly meant for like needles and stuff so they're only like mm. you know probably i'd say like 12 inches long mm. a couple inches wide whatever but yeah no that shit was fucking horrible um you find a lot of that shit in hotel rooms needles and nasty shit what's the worst thing you've ever found the worst thing i ever found um i never found needles in any of my rooms specifically however i was cleaning a room one time and i was in there for probably like 10 15 minutes and security came up and they were like we need you to get out of the room i was like why well we can't tell you mm. i was like Motherfucker, I've been in this room for like the past 10, 15 minutes. I need to know what the fuck I was Yeah, is there just fucking in. anthrax in here or what? Right. Like, yeah, I mean, people did that. People, you know, you disable the 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 smoke alarm and then you'd smoke in there. Mm. Whatever it was you were smoking, you know. Meth, crack. Yeah, well, I get, I leave the room and I go to my next one and I'm cleaning and I, I just get worried. I'm like, fuck. So I go down and I walk to, to the, uh, the housekeeping manager i'm like yo i need to know what was in that room because i was already in there before they came hmm. apparently they were smoking meth and shooting heroin in that room yeah it's probably a good reason to get out of there <laughs> yeah i was like y'all should have told me that not oh well, we can't tell you like no i should have been told that immediately like because i was i was pissed i was like not necessarily going off on her yeah but i was like yo like what the fuck like why would you keep that from me like, I'm in there breathing that shit in. Like, I don't do that shit. 
can't afford to do that shit. But <laughs> like, like that's something I should have been made aware of almost immediately. And they were like, "Oh, sorry, well, you know, if that happens again, we'll let you know and stuff." And I was like, "I'm not cleaning that room." <laughs> so they were like, "Well, we gotta let it sit anyway." So I was like, "I don't give a fuck. I'm not cleaning that room tomorrow." <laughs> They put it on my board and I cleaned it, but no, it, uh, that's probably one of the worst things. Um, I found multiple rooms with shit all over them. Like literal shit? Literal shit. Oh, gross. Like, like, uh, imagine somebody took. Who the fuck does that? And why? The people whose, uh, hotel it was. Oh. Yeah. Like I said, some people, some, some of those natives, they were just like, oh, fuck it. It's mine. That's the gross. only way I can describe it. Well, I mean, there's fucked up people in general out there, though. Yeah. So imagine, so it was a king room, right? Imagine you had a king sheet, and for whatever reason, you decided to wipe your ass with it, and you went diagonal on this sheet, <laughs> and the whole time you're wiping, you're just pushing out. This whole fucking sheet <laughs> was covered in shit, a, a consistent streak of shit <laughs> all the way down like a dog just just went wiped. across it yeah just like that <laughs> just like that it's fucking nasty i was like what in the fuck made somebody do this yeah it's a great fucking question but it's not just that it happens i hear about <laughs> shit like that more often than you would think oh no actually happens like uh, like my wife when uh, Winco in Coeur d'Alene first opened, it was like it was like a month after they opened, and she went there, you know, just to go do some grocery shopping. Like, oh, cool, Winco, you know, I'll see what this is all about. She goes into the fucking bathroom, and like, I I don't know how many stalls they have in there, but they were all being used except for one. So she goes down to that last one, opens up the door, and just literal shit spread all over inside, mm-hmm. like everywhere. All over the seat, there's shit on the floor, shit all over the fucking stall walls. And she was like, yep, nope, fuck this, can't do it. Yep. And, I've and seen she it. had to fucking piss, so, you know, she just left her cart with all of her shit outside the bathroom and just <laughs> left, went somewhere else. Yeah, it, i seen that. That became so, is that how bad it was? That became so common that it was just like, oh, gotta go get the gloves. Shit streaks on the sheets? Shit streaks on the sheets. That sounds like a Wheeler Walker Jr. song. We need to get him in here. (laughs) Yeah, it was fucking... God, it was horrible. Like, the first couple of times that it had happened, I think that was probably, like, the third one that I had encountered. And I was already... I was was there for, like, two two or three months. It was just horrible. I was just like, what the fuck? Like, first of all, how do you do that? Like, it wasn't like a thin... Like a a quarter-inch streak. Like, no, 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 no. This thing was like probably like two, three inches long, just straight. And that's why I was like, he, like he had to be pushing as he's wiping. <laughs> Cause I'm just like, this is just, this is horrible. And so here's the worst part too. So I'm talking to the manager at the time cause they can look up and see, you know, who, who rented that, whatever. This person, they knew exactly who it was. <laughs> Because almost every time they rented a room, that would happen. 
That's fucking gross. I was like, and they didn't put him on a blacklist or something. I was like, why the fuck do you keep letting her in? That's <laughs> so fucking bad. That's so bad. Yeah. They were like, well, she's native. <laughs> I was like, so you can't kick her out of the hotel because of that? They were like, eh. yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if if you're, um, you know, if you apply for, uh, if you're part of the tribe, like if you go and you prove, you know, um, that you have X amount of native blood and all that stuff and you're actually part of the tribe, then I have to assume that that comes with, uh, a lot of privileges and whatever else. It does. And everybody listening, I don't know shit about any of this stuff. I, I have a couple of friends that are native and they've talked about it a little bit, but I'm yeah. probably talking out of my ass for all I know, but no, I mean when you, so if you're a native and you belong to the tribe whose hotel it is, they do give you some pretty, pretty good uh, deals and stuff, hmm. which is why, again, I was so surprised when some people would just take advantage of it and just treat it so poorly. Cause I was like, you know, they'd get like, like 50% off of rooms. They would sometimes get deals on the, um, the restaurants that are in there, you know, deals on the boot, like deals all over this fuck the only thing that they wouldn't get deals on is clearly the machines Mm. any of the stores they probably got a deal on the hotels they got a deal on the amenities deal like that's why it was just so surprising when i would find people that would just take advantage of that and shit all over it literally yeah you know (laughs) yeah it's fucking nasty god it was horrible (laughs) i I had a found a sex room one time like someone had set up a sex room mm. in their room? Well, they had finished it, but uh <laughs> walk in and there's a note on the wall. And at first I just kinda was like, Okay, whatever, it's probably some bullshit that like the front desk they just stapled to the wall, whatever. So I go and I'm looking around and I'm just seeing like condoms and you know, fucking lube. Like you remember the little the little lube kits that they oh, have? Yeah. Yeah, they're just everywhere. Jesus. I'm just like, okay, what the fuck? I open a couple drawers. There's dildos and stuff. We got a call for those ones, actually. They actually, they were like... For the dildos? Yeah, they were like, hey, we left some stuff there. <laughs> we get them back. And, yeah, they'll uh, be in a red bio bag up yep, front. Yeah. <laughs> actually, we would put them, we'd put them in a bag and then in a box. Mm. And people could come and pick them up. But, um, yeah, no, there was just so much, like... They left a lot of, it looks like, uh, almost like somebody who just found a kink tried to like overdo it. <laughs> so like there was a bunch of like sex toys and shit, like dildos, butt plugs, and, like handcuffs. They had whips. Like it literally looked like these people just went out and bought a bunch of shit. Didn't know what the fuck to do with any of it. And then just like left it there and just had their old, uh, spicy male sex you know what i mean it's a hell of a fucking tinder date yeah i was just like <laughs> this is just fucking hilarious like i was like oh, you know they had fun and then i went back and i read the note and it says big on there we had a lot of sex here use gloves <laughs> i was like all right well i'm gonna go wash my hands because i had like half ass like pulled up the sheet before i noticed more shit in the bed that's polite. I was like, All right. Well, thank you guys. Sorry I didn't fucking listen. Yeah, uh my wife, she did housekeeping for I think I think a couple of years at one point. And uh 
so she's seen a lot of that stuff too. And I, and I can't remember if it was her or, you know, actually just about every chick that I've dated has worked in housekeeping, I think at some point. So maybe I have a type, I don't know, <laughs> but it was either, it was either her or an ex-girlfriend that was telling me about, um, reaching under a bed and sticking their hand into a nasty, cold, wet, used rubber. And then that was pretty much sealed the deal for them to be like, yeah, okay, I'm done with this shit. Fuck that. Yeah. But like to this day, if we stay at a hotel, um, that's the first thing my wife does is she will like wipe, she pull out a wipe thing or something from her purse and she wipes down like the TV remote and the phone and a couple other things. And then she'll take the comforter off the top of the bed and just rip it off and throw it on the floor. Yeah. Is it like some people don't change those. Yeah. I thought that was so absolutely disgusting. When I did my rooms, I always changed the fucking sheets. Yeah. Some people. Well, sheets, sheets get washed. Like you would think, you know, no, some people, I shit you not. I watched people get in a lot of fucking trouble, like suspended for not changing sheets. Ugh. Like yeah, used gross. sheets, they would not change. I would change always the sheets. Yeah. And depending, um, the between the two hotels that I worked, there was two different um, types of comforter covers that would have, you'd have a, either a duvet or there would be what was called a, a three sheet setup. So you'd have a flat sheet, you'd have the comforter, and then you'd have another sheet over and I would change those. The comforter, unless it was dirty, which is kind of weird to say, unless it was like <laughs> visibly dirty, a lot of the times the way that we folded these, like you're not just getting these apart. Like they were in there very tight. But yeah, it was like when I found out that people were doing it, I was just like, fuck that. I stayed in that hotel twice and I was like, I'm never fucking staying in this again. Because I. It was like a, one thing that was weird is it was a, if you knew who cleaned the room that you had, you either knew if you were okay or if you weren't. <laughs> so sometimes what would happen is I would, uh, we stay in a hotel and I would do like my, like the inspection of the room. And if you find something that's wrong and you call the front desk, a lot of the times they'll actually upgrade you for free. Huh. So, I mean, that's sometimes, sometimes they'll just move your rooms. But yeah, like it's cool though, because like knowing like what to look for in a room. Yeah. Oh man, it makes it easy because you know if somebody cleaned your room and if you're going to get a free upgrade or not. Yeah. Like when it comes to places like a Motel 6 or something, I mean, you probably aren't going to expect too much, but I also, I mean... They like might I as said, well just kick you out. <laughs> right? Like I said, you get what you fucking pay for. So something like that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not using certain things. Because <clears throat> mm-hmm. you never know what fucking nasty trucker or something has been through there just beating off on everything. Ramming through some local hoes. Yeah, I know what I do in hotel rooms when I'm with my wife or alone. Yeah. And that scares me. <laughs> yeah, like, what's somebody doing that's dirtier than what I'm doing? Right? Like, ugh. It's probably the same. It's just they're dirty. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is a... So I pulled this up. It's from uh, the Insider. Uh, it looks like they did some kind of an episode on it, but it's talking about like how dirty our hotel sheets are. It says, your hotel sheets might be much dirtier than you think. Mm-hmm. 
uh, for an Inside Edition episode that airs today, whatever day this was, producers put nine hotels to the test and found that three of those didn't bother changing the sheets between guests. Yep. So that's a third. Mm-hmm. I don't like that number. Yeah. So to test hotels cleanliness, they booked rooms at nine different hotels sprayed washable fluorescent paint onto the sheets using a stencil that read, I slept here (laughs) and then booked the same exact rooms the very next day under a different name. When the producers checked the sheets the next day, the paint is only visible in ultraviolet light. They were shocked to find the stencils still clearly visible at a third of the hotels visited. That's fucking nasty. So nasty. Yeah. So, so my wife worries about the comforter, Right? Because, I mean, yeah, that probably hardly ever gets changed, which is weird to me because when you think about it, like, how many how many people are really getting into the sheets when they're banging? I don't know. Maybe if it's just me, but I'm ready to just throw down and get it on. Yeah. Well, I don't worry too much about the a couple, blankets. A couple, like, I, it depends, too, on, like, uh, like, for the comforter, it depends on, like, what their setup is. So, like, one of the hotels I worked at, you had a flat sheet and then you had a duvet. And I mean like a pretty thick duvet. What that the would fuck go... is a duvet? You don't know what a duvet is? No. Isn't it's... that the frilly thing that goes around the outside? No. <laughs> the box spring? No, that's uh, that's the skirt. Oh. <laughs> the duvet is pretty much, it's like a giant sheet that goes around the comforter. Oh, okay. It's like a little sleeve. You slide it in, you make it fit, and then it just... Mm. But that's another... That's what some companies use so that they can just keep the comforter, switch them out. Because comforters are pain in the fucking ass to wash. Yeah. I could wash. Well, and they're expensive, too. The more you wash them, the more you, yeah. you know. Which is why they, wear they, them out. they don't. And then unless it's like like somebody spilled something or like a, a kid had an accident in well, a room. People are spilling stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, so when I worked at the second hotel, it was a really business-like hotel. Yeah. So like all the rooms are like stupid expensive because mostly who's buying was like companies. So like there wasn't a whole lot of nasty shit that went on there. So like kind of sucked. I thought it was kind of boring. I was like, fuck, I haven't found a dildo. I've been here for like eight months. <laughs> fuck. Um, but yeah, the duvet, they're, they're, uh, they make it a little easier and they're a little cleaner because you have a flat sheet. Then you have like the bottom part of the duvet. Mm-hmm. Then you have the comforter, then you have the top part of the duvet. But with the with the three sheet setup, you'd have a flat, then you'd have the comforter, and then you'd have a top sheet. And you'd fold them in real tight so like you can't like you could still separate them easily if you wanted to, but like if you're just getting in there to go to sleep after, you know, three, four hours of gambling, you're not gonna take it off. Some people like to uh, do weird shit in beds. So, I mean. Yeah, I know I do. I do too. (laughs) too. That's why when my girlfriend's like, we should go stay at a hotel. I'm like, can we bring our own sheets? (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm like, do we have to? Can I bring my own pillow? Yeah, some of those pillows are bad. Yeah, I would imagine. Well, I mean, if you're using the pillow, like to prop somebody up, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Might get a little something, something, something. Roll it up. Just right yeah. hips. Just, <laughs> mm. It's perfect. But then you're also spilling. 
Yeah, but it's mine, so I don't care. <laughs> As if the next guy, yeah, but if they he's don't, gonna care. If they don't wash the pillow or change the case, then you're laying on the last guy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Ugh. God's nasty. Just give it to her. <laughs> hey, this pillow's yours. Yeah, I'll just you know I'll sleep in the cuck chair in the corner. I'll be all right. <laughs> the cuck chair. <laughs> they all got one. Yeah, they do. They all got one. Is that what it's for? Probably. <laughs> probably. I mean, let's be honest. It probably is. For the husband to just sit and watch? Yeah. Or Fuck. the wife. You never know. Now I can't sit in the damn chair anymore either. No. You're ruining it for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to ruin it for you. But yeah, I know that's, that's what it's called. That's what I call it. That's what a lot of people in the, in the hotels, they call it the cuck chair. <laughs> that's fucking great. <laughs> did you wash? Did, did you wipe down the cuck chair? I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and you know it's funny because it's like when you give it a name like that it really makes you want to want to want to clean the chair <laughs> you're like, yeah i'm gonna wipe it down why because you know just the name of it makes you want to wipe it down like because it's probably dirty yeah <laughs> or it's clean you know this is probably some dude just sat there fully clothed just fingers crossed with his elbows on on this chair just nice <laughs> now go harder <laughs> like the evil dude from inspector gadget good yeah just like that <laughs> the oh, claw good god that's it's boring fucking hilarious i'm not gonna just sit there yeah i couldn't either <laughs> i'd be like all right my turn buddy tag in <laughs> yeah tag in wwf style just jump off the fucking chair <laughs> <laughs> jump off the back of the cuck chair oh man <laughs> hope you land in it yeah <laughs> what if he doesn't move in time and you just like writing him you're like oh god i'm so sorry oh jesus oh my what do, what do we do from here do we just keep going like i at least just be a gentleman and apologize and then see where the mood goes from there i suppose <laughs> i just tap him on the back like hey buddy i'm not i'm not coming out can you move up just a couple inches <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just spin her around. <laughs> spinner. She's a spinner. <laughs> yeah, the cuck chair. <laughs> so, uh, so what'd you do? What'd you do after hotels? Uh, that's when I started running the, uh, being a CNC operator. Yeah. Working under you. I guess what the first couple of years. Yeah. It was the other guy, but yeah, I did. Ran a plasma table for four and a half, five years. Yeah. I think four. Is that yeah. fun at all? So much. <laughs> I loved it so much that I just, I hated it. Come on, I'm not your boss anymore. You no. can be honest. Oh, no. You know, when it was running, when the table was running, it was fine. It was actually a pretty cool job, you know, watching all of this stuff come together, you get these, you know, these just metal sheets, 24 foot by 12 foot sheets. And then you cut all the parts out of them and you watch as it, as it becomes a truck, you know, you watch it all start from this flat metal and then you watch it go to the roll and, you know, being the first person in the process. And this, again, I, I want to come back to like being in the process. Mm -hmm. It was cool. Being the first person in the process, I'm the first person that touches this this metal. I cut it into these parts, however big they might be. 
and then sent them on their way. A couple weeks later or however long, and, you know, you get to see these tanks being built and watching it evolve was just so cool. You know, you get, you, you get to watch the truck that comes in with the metal, and then in a month you get to see the truck that you just built mm. going out. And it was actually pretty cool. Now, when the table was being a bitch, <laughs> fucking bitch, it uh, it sucked. Yeah, it hasn't changed much. Really? Even with the new table? Yeah. We've, we've had our issues with it. Fuck, that sucks. Yeah, even right out of the box. Oh, I'd have been pissed. Yeah, we were. God. It's mostly ironed out now. It's it's working pretty good now. But, yeah, we had a lot of issues for the first few months. I think that's just working out the course. But as long as it's not like like in three years, it's not giving you just those stupid problems that we had oh, when, yeah. when I was running. It was fucking ridiculous. I think I was lucky if that thing ran straight for three days. Hmm. And I mean like like I bought 10 scratch tickets. And like eight of them won me a thousand dollars. Kind of lucky, like <laughs> ridiculous. But I mean, it, overall, the experience was pretty cool. You know, watching watching this machine just do its job through and through was pretty cool. You know, it'd run and it'd cut, and you just see just these parts come off. You know, all within within their tolerances, and just you know looking good. And, you're just like, you know, this is cool. And I know this part is going to be part of this assembly kit. And that part's going to be part of that assembly kit. And, you know, I can walk around the shop in a week and I can see them being built and I'll see them finished and I'll see where they're going to go and these, and these great big tanks. And it was really cool. It was really fun. The only thing that sucked about it was it got towards the end, it got really boring. Yeah, I got monotonous. You're doing the same thing every yeah. day. And I like being active and moving around. Mm -hmm. And although I had two tables, one thing that would suck is like you would, um, you know, depending on what kind of truck you were cutting, you'd be standing around for 20 minutes, which wasn't bad. You know, I can still offload the table and run the other table, which is fine. Or it'd be running for like two or three hours. Mm, yeah. And that, I think that is what killed me so much in the long run. Because, you know, just like with any company, they want to go, they want to go bigger. They want to go better. They want to find a way to do it right. You know, material changes and part changes and shit like that. And uh, just made the cut times longer and longer and longer. Mm -hmm. and yeah, we do uh, up to 30 feet now. Really? Yeah. Oh. Which is cool in some ways but in others you're you're just packing a 30 foot sheet full of tiny parts oh yeah Fuck it, that. it can take a while Fuck that. but the, this new table though there's ways that we've found to speed it up a little bit how high does that one go in amperage 400 400 yeah, yeah. who made that table uh esop esop the other one was a vector right yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a good machine. Uh, I mean, it at the moment, we're not using the software that came with it. We're still using the old stuff, and that's only because the new software is so involved and ridiculous and has so many features that it kind of forces you to use that it's extremely difficult to learn uh, as far as what I've seen. Mm -hmm. But it has a lot of good stuff in it. So it, it doesn't cut as nice as it could, 
but it still cuts better than the old table. And it so far, since we've worked out all the, all the kinks and all the problems, it has been more reliable. So that's good. I mean, shit, that thing's running for two weeks without a screw up. That's great. Yeah. And it, I mean, when it does screw up, it's usually something stupid. You just, you can click a button and clear it most of the time and just keep going. Mm. So I think that's one of the things that about the old table that was just so yeah. shitty. Yeah. The old one, you had to just shut it off, wait, turn it back on and hope to God that it worked. Yep. I remember just digging around in that box, the maintenance guy that was there. He had showed me, he's like, all right, you know, this is what you're going to look for. This is the problem that I found. You might just have to pull this off, blow it off, clean the inside and then put it back on and, that should work. If this doesn't work, okay, well, then now you got to come down here and pull this off. And I'm just like, holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I got scared so many times that I was just going to fucking fry myself. Because, I mean, on certain parts of there, even if you turn the power off, there's still, um, what are those called? Like uh, storage tanks for... Yeah, capacitors. Capacitors. Fuck, I couldn't think of it. And so it's like, that shit can still shock you even though mm-hmm. it's off. Yeah. And I was just like, mm. and he had, he had told me like where some of them are, but no, man, that didn't make me feel any more comfortable. Yeah. It's like my hands are like a good amount bigger than his. And he's like, yeah, you're just going to just reach, just reach just <laughs> right through here. Touch this, wiggle that. And I was just like, fuck. Yeah. We, uh, we blew. So the, the power box, it has like six, um, yeah, it has six power inverters in it, mm-hmm. and then that's that's you know depending on how many of them it utilizes at any one time. That's how you get your amperage. Yeah, we had one of those inverters blow out. Geez, what uh, two months ago, three months ago, something like that, and it's it's brand new, right? These things are rated for a seven year lifetime. That shouldn't happen up till at least close to that point. Mm-hmm. And we just got the damn thing. So one of those went out, and I ended up having to go out there myself because nobody was around to do it shut it down, dig through the box, go through the manual and figure out how to rearrange all the cables to mm-hmm. get it to run with the one less. Cause it's smart enough. If you find the one that's broken and unplug it. And then when you start it back up, it'll kind of reconnoiter itself. Mm-hmm. It knows like, Oh, I only have five now. I can only go to 300 amp. So it, it'll do that. But yeah, you're, you're digging around inside that box and there's so many things in there. You just, yeah. Put your finger in one wrong place and uh, fucked. Yeah, you're not gonna feel too good. Yeah, he took the uh, top off the one. So on the uh, the baby table, he took the top off of that one, and it was on because there was something that he had to do. Or we had to do. There was something that was stuck in the uh, the coolant line that we couldn't just dislodge with what we normally did. I remember that. And so he's like, unfortunately, we have to have it on for this process and he was like all right so i'm going to take this off and i'm going to show you like you know all the things that will kill you instantly (laughs) and he said that and he pops it off and like everything that's that he says is going to kill you instantly is in front of exactly where we need to go yeah i was like you know what i trust you i think you got this (laughs) i'm gonna walk away now if i see you laying on the floor i'll know that there was nothing i could do (laughs) And he was like, no, that's fine. I mean, this is, it sucks that, again, that we had to have it off or to have it on to do what we had to do. But when we blew it out, oh, man, there was a fucking chunk of shit in there. It was probably like quarter inch thick. 
maybe about half an inch wide just stuck in there and we were like inside the coolant line yeah i was like how the fuck like does that even he's like because well, it's a dirty shop yeah you know when we open that thing up to put it in there's just shit flying in there constantly i was gonna say it probably happened when, when somebody opened the coolant bottle and something just a piece of slag fell off the top of the box and managed to land right in it yeah and it was it was it sucked it sucked having to clean that shit out because you're looking at it and you're just like okay like you're 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 close to death <laughs> you know like you you have to get really close to these fucking things which which will not was not fun made me very nervous and when i get nervous you know you shake mm-hmm. like okay oh yeah like okay all i gotta do is just bump that and it's over <laughs> but yeah i mean running the plasma table wasn't too bad overall it was pretty fun pretty fun watching all that shit come alive and again being the first one in the process and being able to uh change different things that made it better finding ways to improve it was very satisfying as well so yeah that's one of my favorite things about it is like you said uh raw steel that just comes in and then you look on paper you know what it's going to be when it's done and then watching everything go through the entire process and you've cut all of these little tiny parts and they go on pallets and they get all organized by the parts guys and all that stuff. But then, you know, a month later you're walking through the shop and you get to see this big giant truck that all of those parts have now made up. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons I liked to, uh, when I was on the weekend shift, cause there was nobody there. So you could just kind of walk around freely without feeling like you're in somebody's way. Yeah. Which I didn't like, and not only that, walking through the fabrication department and just having all those fucking welders go off, oh my god, it was blinding. <laughs> like, you turn your head to look away from that one, and boom, he lights one off. Yeah. And you're just like, fuck me. You can't look at the ground, because, I mean, then you're just getting it from both sides, and it was just annoying. Yeah, I've come to the habit where I just, I'm always walking through with a hand up. Yep. <laughs> blinders on. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much, that's all you can do. And hope to God that there's not somebody welding. Like when they were doing these, uh, the dump bodies. Oh God, those things fucking were horrible. Cause like you're, you're doing this, but that dump body is halfway in the middle of the walkway anyways. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Oh, he's about to weld. Fuck me. <laughs> what am I going to do? I used to just try this as best as I can to go where I was going, you know, hand over my head, just looking straight at the ground. <laughs> Yeah, trying to trying not to get your eyes burned out of your head. Yeah, but being on the weekend, and then, you know, there's nobody there. It's me and one other guy. Crazy dude. Oh man. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was it was pretty cool because I got to really go and like look. You know, my table is running in the back, and I'm like looking at these. I'm looking at all their boards and where they're at in their process and. Shit like that. And it was just like, okay, you know, this is pretty cool. It was also cool, too, because, like, sometimes some of them would leave notes either on their boards or for me. And uh, I'd be able to, like, cut their parts for them and then leave them by their workstation. And, hmm. you know, I know come Monday they got it. They can just get right to work. So that was actually pretty fun being useful, too. Yeah. You know, somebody needs something more. I'm one of the first people that they come to, which was kind of like a blessing and a curse. Remember how many times we had to go through like certain fabrication people being like, well, I want this. Oh, yeah. I want that. 
Yeah. It's like, no, you're not going to get that. We, oh, are, we already it. we already cut you one. Where the fuck is that? Oh, well, I, I broke it. <laughs> God. For, I think one of the craziest things that I was told was somebody had broke a piece of three-quarter inch steel. I was like, how the fuck do you break that? And uh, I saw it. It wasn't broken, but it was bent bad. I was like, this looks like you just took a hammer and was trying to get it to fit. And it didn't fit, and you <laughs> fucked it up. Yeah, that's how it went. But uh, I need another one. Well, fuck <laughs> you. Like, if you had to hit it with a twenty-pound sledge and it wasn't going, probably wasn't meant to go there. Yeah. God. <laughs> Maybe try something else. Yeah. Oh man, there was times where they would like get the blueprints wrong. Yeah, that it still shit, happens. That shit would crack me up. Yeah. Go there, and it's oh, well, I put it here. Well, was it meant to go there? No. <laughs> the blueprint said no, but I thought it did. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Maybe you should double check before you weld out. Yeah. Like, it's not even hard. Or just confirm it with somebody. That's one thing that's pretty cool about my uh, the job that I'm at now is they, they preach quality hmm. over quantity. Yeah. They say, you know, if the average, if the most you can do in a day is 10 parts, but when you're rushing, you're scrapping one. Mm-hmm. That's bad. I mean, one part is $15,000. One. Yeah. And you got a whole cell. There's four people doing these all day long. And they're like, if you can do six consistently, and they're perfect every time, we'd rather have that than you trying to rush 10 and scrapping one every day. Because rework, boom, we're losing money. And there's not even a guarantee that we can salvage this part. But we're going to try because of how fucking expensive these are and how pure this metal is. But that doesn't mean that we're going to. So if you can get a six consistently perfect, all right, great. Maybe next week, try to get seven. Try to get eight. And if eight is your magic number, that's perfect. That's fine. Yeah, we're not we're not doing anything you know near that expensive, but... That's pretty much what I've started telling people because we've had, I mean, I've, since you left, I've had pretty much a whole new workforce other than, you know, a couple of people that came back, but it's the same thing. I tell people now. Well, I came back. Well, the one we talked about earlier. Well, that's right. Cause the other one never left. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just tell people I would, I would much rather you, even if you only do five parts a day, as long as they're all correct. Like, that's fine. Speed will come in time. Once exactly. you learn the machines, once you have a rhythm down, you know, and, you, and you've got just, you've got everything figured out to where you have your goals for the day and you can just get it done, then you'll get faster. Then you'll be doing a lot more stuff. But every time, if you're doing a hundred parts a day and I have to trash, you know, even a few of them or, or half of them or however many you screw up because you're just rushing through, then you're not doing anybody any good. Right. So, like, yeah, I mean, it's. It's a process, you know, when, when, when you're doing things and I think a lot of, a lot of it gets lost in translation, but like, if I'm just like, okay, I want you to cut this, that sounds like a simple task, but there sometimes is just so much more that goes into it. And that's what takes up the time. Mm-hmm. It's set up, you know, preparation, making sure all your stuff is good before you cut you know, double checking all your measures, making sure that you're cutting the right stuff. Like there's so many little things before you actually get to the final cut that's important 
And that's what takes up time. And that's what some people just don't understand about just any everyday thing. Mm-hmm. You know what it, you know what I mean? And everything takes preparation, especially if you want to be good at it. You're not just going to jump into something and just be fucking great. Yeah. Everything. Well, piss poor planning equals piss poor performance. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, and it's like some, like one thing too, for me, like, uh, technology is a very interesting one because some people will be like, Oh my goodness, they just keep making these, making these and making these. And you know, it gets newer and newer every year. And I'm just like, it's not that it just gets newer. It's that they made something new and right after they made it, they were looking for ways to improve it. Hmm. So the whole year up until that release, they were trying to improve this. It wasn't just uh, they sat down a month ago and they were like, we're going to make this and it's going to be better, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, there's probably some people out there that can do that. I've seen, uh, I've seen some smart people in machining that'll just look at engineers drawings and just be like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. Well, and you know, as well as I do, that's the biggest problem that we have with engineers is a lot of them like they've, I mean, they're, they're very smart people, but a lot of them, if not all of them have never really run the machines that make all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So they just, they design so, it. Yeah. They just design it on a computer and then they click print and it comes down to us and we're like, yeah, no, we can't make that. Well, why not? You know, and then you explain it to them. Well, the machine can only form this type of material, you know, with this radius and blah, blah, blah. And, and it's almost, sometimes it's like, they just don't get it. No, I don't think they do. They think that because they can click a button on a screen and, <coughs> you know, make a, a picture of something that we can just do it. Like, no, no, yeah. we can't do that. I've had and, many of arguments with uh, engineers about why we can't make certain things. Oh, I've straight laughed at them before. Even when I was working under you and they'd come and they were like, can you make this? And I'm just like, yeah, but it's not going to turn out how you want it. Yeah. Like, it's not even that it can't be made. It's just sometimes it's like they don't understand, like you said, that we don't have the equipment to do that. Yeah. Like, you can find a laser cutter that can cut exactly what the fuck you want, exactly how you want it, or a lathe or a mill that'll do exactly that. But depending on how much money, again, your company wants to spend, depends on the, you know, the kind of stuff that you're going to get. Yeah, do you want to spend the million dollars or whatever for that? When we are only probably going to use it on this one part that yeah. gets made twice a year? Yeah, no. or, or can you just, you know, modify the part that you made to be a little less, I guess you can say, and we can just produce that in the same the same way that we're doing with everything else. Yeah. And be fine, you know. Even if there is something else that needs to be done, like, okay, maybe this, maybe this needs to be, like, ground down a little bit more from what it comes off the machine as. But, yeah, I mean, some people just want a lot more than they realize can actually be obtained yeah. in that situation. Yeah, well, and engineers fucking hate being wrong. When you try to pull up something like a mistake on a print or, you know, just a simple little design flaw, you're like, well, I'm no engineer, but if you put this hole right here, I think that's going to cause a problem for this other thing. And they just, they get so fucking worked up and pissed off. Yeah. I I mean, when I was, again, when I was working with you, that happened to me multiple times because it's like sometimes like when they would do like updates on trucks, Mm. 
and like okay you know i've cut all these parts 100 plus times seen them i know how they fit and then you change it okay well you've made it bigger but you haven't compensated any of the other parts that this is going to connect to you're going to leave gaps all over this it's not going to leave gaps i was like how is it not <laughs> and then they put it together and sure enough yeah dante we need you to cut the the original one that we cut uh the newer one is bad and i was like no shit i told you that a month ago <laughs> could have saved you time just fucking asking me yeah but yeah some people whatever so after working for me the place you went to after that so you were a you were a machinist there right mm-hmm. and you guys did a lot with what carbon fiber type of stuff uh graphite oh yeah yeah graphite that's what we worked for and oh my goodness what's it like going from working with steel to graphite horrible horrible <laughs> no it wasn't well i uh i don't know if i could really compare it because i i i worked with steel with you know plasma plasma table plasma cutter and then i worked with graphite in a lathe and in a lathe it was not great. I mean, not only that, it was just uh, everything was black. It turned everything black because you're cutting this, you know, in in a lathe or mill or whatever. You know, your your machine is moving every so much every rotation. Mm-hmm. So you're cutting this graphite into just fine powder. Like if you if you reached your hand in the machine got a handful of it and went outside and opened your hand, it would just blow away. It's not going to fall on the ground. It's just going to carry in the wind. It's so fine. And so uh, it was really, really dirty. You know, I'd get home, blow my nose, just black. Yeah. You know, I'd spit black. It was just everything. Yeah, they, they didn't make you guys wear masks or anything in there? Respirators? But, I mean, the, ma- the masks that they gave us were not rated for mm. the, the the particles yeah that the that uh were coming out of the machine so it's like there was nothing really you could do yeah because that graphite shit's not good for you at all no it's kind of like stainless steel when you breathe it in it goes in and it stays and it doesn't ever decay or at least not in any kind of real you know yeah. length of time that's reasonable yeah yeah it wasn't uh it was it wasn't f- it was the the job was it was fun for probably like the first six or seven months maybe eight you know and i think mainly it was because it was new so i went off of doing something for the last four or five years and now i'm doing something new so it was really fun to do something new but it quickly wore off you know working with the people that i was working with and just how management was it was just like oh, this is just fucking shit i don't <laughs> want to stay here for very long and so you know not only that they straight lied to me in my interview they were like yeah we're gonna teach you all these machines you know we want to get you trained up on this yada 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 and i was like cool and then i start and they're like oh yeah well for the first six months you got to do grunt work oh yeah i was like fuck you i'll quit like if you're gonna tell me that Right now, I'm going to quit. I'll find another job. Somebody else will take me. Yeah, that's not what I was told. Yeah, like I came in here and you told me this. Like, I understand, you know, when you're new, you, you'll, you'll do the grunt work for a little bit. Maybe two, three, maybe four weeks. Hmm. If you're unlucky, maybe six. 
but six months. Yeah, fuck that. And I'm hired to run a machine. You got me fucked up. And then the way that they did rotations with everybody there, you were on a machine one week and then you would be off a machine for like three or four weeks doing the grunt work in the cell. And I was just like, this is fucking dumb. <laughs> like you got a, a, a company that makes enough money to modernize how they do this, but they're still using shit from the, from the seventies. I'm just like, but not like, not like, like manufactured, like Jimmy rig shit from the seventies, like a lunchbox with a fucking rotary in it. <laughs> turn to the side. Like that's what, and I'm just like, this is fucking Damn. like, come on. Like how much money did y'all make last year? Can you get me a good one? Like, fuck me, dude. The shit was, it was bad. It's something that's not going to break every 10 seconds. And it wasn't even that it would break. I mean, it had literally one purpose. You flip, you flip a, a switch and it spins. It never broke down. Never saw breakdown. Not even the belt break. Like, nothing. But, holy shit. Like, you'd sit in one place all day. So, I went from running a plasma table, right? I'm up. I'm moving. I'm moving all these parts. Went from like a little mom and pop shop where I can lift like anything that I want as long as I don't hurt myself. And that's exactly what I did. You know, anything from, you know, five ten pounds to like 150, 200 pounds. <laughs> don't tell nobody. But, uh, and going from that and being active and lifting and, and doing this to sitting in a chair for 10 hours. Yeah. I wanted to blow my fucking head off. Fuck that. I was like so fucking so done like i was there for about a year i was there for a year when again there's people that can do that or that's what they're looking for they're not they're not active people and they just want something cush you know where they can Mm -hmm. sit all day and there was people there just mindlessly push a button or whatever fine but and there was people that were there for 30 years yeah i can do that and they were like yeah you know the couple of the machines have changed but that's it you know all the other stuff like that's mainly been the same, and I'm just like, uh, sorry, you guys are great guys, but I do not want to fucking do that. <laughs> like, sorry, I will lose my fucking mind and end up in an institution if I'm here for thirty years. Yeah, if I'm not learning something new every day, or you know, at least every week, mm-hmm. even if it's just of my own, you know, intuition, like, oh, you know, these these guys uh, that do, you know, this over here and run that machine. Like how do, how does that work? Yeah, you know? it was like just like the most mind numbing stuff in the world. There wasn't even anything that like kept your mind slightly engaged. Yeah, at all. Like it, it's it's essentially like you're just gonna sit here and rub on the table for ten hours. <laughs> I shit you not. Like you're gonna you're gonna think about it. Your brain's gonna find a good little pace, and then your brain's just gonna turn off. Okay. Well, you still got nine hours and forty five minutes to go. A lot of time to listen to audiobooks and podcasts. Though. They didn't even let uh No, for real? Yeah, we couldn't have headphones. Oh, geez. So what we what they did is they had two big speakers playing over the shop. And all that entailed was, like, everybody would bitch about it. Oh, I don't like that music. Mm. I don't want to listen to that. Oh, my goodness, he cussed. <laughs> even though we work in a machine shop where some people, every other fucking word that they say is a cuss word or something that's just something so crude that you're like, why would you even say that? Yeah. So unnecessary. But on the radio, he said, fuck. <laughs> and you're like, this needs to be changed. 
all these curse words. I can't listen to this devil music. Yeah, literally, literally. <laughs> I was just like, this is fucking ridiculous. When I was in, uh, when I was in college, our our instructor he would always put it on the the Christian rock station every morning. Like that's so he would put it on, and then by lunch somebody would change it to like rock 94 and a half or country or something like that. Usually rock 94 and a half. And like he would tolerate it for as long as he could. And then he would go change it back mm-hmm. and it would just every single day, all day. That's how it was. <laughs> it was just a battle. He'd put it on the Christian station and somebody would go change it, give it an hour. He'd go and change it back. Yeah. And see, if they would have let us use headphones, which they definitely could have, where we were and what we were doing wouldn't even have been a problem. Like we're all yeah. working pretty close, but like, hey, we don't have to talk. And if we are talking, even if we're doing our jobs, they get mad at us. Why are you guys talking? I can hear you guys talking, bitch. All I gotta do is sit here, yeah, and sand these fucking parts. I don't have to be fully focused to do this stupid fucking job. Well, like, a lot of that horseshit is, uh, you know, it, it's OSHA regulations that that they have to follow. Or else they get giant ass fines, which is dumb. I I can see both sides of it, you know. Like if you're if you're one of those people who can't focus when you've got <clears throat> headphones on or something, or you know, or whatever, you're trying to concentrate right on something other than what you're doing. Yeah, okay. You know, there's, there's people that trip over their own feet while they're trying to open a stick of gum. I get that, but you, from what I've always seen, you get a lot more product productivity out of somebody who can. You know, just be in their own little world. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, we, we did away with headphones too recently. Really? Just fully? Yep. So See? we're allowed to have like radios and stuff, but the usual, we got to turn them off when, you know, customers come through and stuff. But mm. yeah, they did away with headphones too because um, the mothership came down and did audio testing. And we had a had some guys in fab that just, even though I, I'm sure they were told, decided to wear uh, um like air uh, airpods mm-hmm. stuff like that shit that's not osha rated because we we did that program where you could only use the osha rated earbuds that you yeah. could buy through the company and that was shortly before i left yeah and those were actually great like i bought a pair and i mean they were they were just fine i'm not an earbud guy i hate having shit in my ears but if i could just wear those because they were pretty much earplugs they had the foam and then uh they only allowed the music to play up to a certain decibel level that was safe for all day hearing. Mm-hmm. Those are fucking awesome. So if if everybody in the shop that day had just decided to wear those like you're supposed to, probably would have been fine. Of See, course, there was like three guys that had to ruin it for everybody. Oh yeah, there's always mm, the bad apples. Yeah, so they came down and they said, "Nope, no more, no more headphones, no earbuds for anybody. It's not allowed." That's so. What my new company does is they actually give you headphones but they're not earplugs it's Mm. weird so they're like little speakers that just sit right on the side of your face and it's the weirdest fucking thing so although they don't necessarily like you can angle them to sit over your ears yeah but they sit like uh just like like just in front of your earlobe like right here are they the bone conducting yes yeah never had those before I don't like them. Personally. I thought they were fucking weird. Yeah. But I mean, that's like that's what they allow. Like you can have these and only these, and I'm just like, which is right. better than nothing. It is. I mean, you know what what we're doing now, cutting these targets is like you start them and they take anywhere from 
15 minutes to an hour. But like you put your ear, your uh, like your earplugs in for like uh, the sound control earplugs, mm-hmm. and then you put those on, and that's all you're hearing. Like it's not like they're even bad. I think they're really weird. They just they take some getting used to, but like it's pretty cool. Mm. And the fact that a company that big was like, oh yeah, wear earplugs and then put these on, and you'll be fine. They're like, I was like, fuck yeah. Mm. You pay for them? Shit. Well, yeah, because if they're bone conducting, you can still hear them just fine with earplugs in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, they are they are rad. The technology behind them is pretty cool. But <laughs> my wife has, a, or she had a pair. I think she still has them. And it was like the wraparound deal. Yeah. And I tried them on and just the the vibration on them just made my skull feel weird. It, and it tickled. Yeah. And I could not fucking stand that. And like I said, you know, it it would take some getting used to, but like, I mean, again, it's better than nothing. And like, I think like, again, like you said, like the technology is pretty cool. And for me, I'm just like, all right, like, you know, I'm just sitting here all day, so I'm not really too worried about it. Yeah. You know, I'm just working. So I don't want to, I don't really like having earbuds in my ear either. Like when I have them in, it's like my ears just get really oily. And oh yeah, everyone's that I've everyone that I've had falls out. Yep, and I'm just like, ugh, I don't like that feeling because then my ear feels really, really wet and moist, and it's like, ugh, like I, it's almost like I can hear how wet it is in my ear, and I'm just like, <laughs> this is fucking weird. I just do not like it, but yeah, it is what it is. I'm just like, all right, this is pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. I'm just jamming out to some music, listening to some podcasts, and just zone out do my job it makes the day go by faster too you know but yeah i'll tell you what how about we uh take a quick pee break and then we'll come back sounds good i gotta piss like a fucking resource <laughs> <laughs> and we're back <sighs> okay so offsides what we were just talking about you were talking about the redhead festival yes i believe it is in uh, Ireland or Scotland? Is this like the testicle festival? I, I've never heard of that one. What? You've never heard of the testicle festival Is over that in Montana? The one oh, never mind. Yes, I have. Yeah. I've actually been to the bar that they do that. The Wolf Creek Lodge? No, Wolf Creek Lodge is... Uh, that, that's that's Wolf Creek on this side of the uh, 4th of July Pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's not... Well, they might do one, but it's not nearly... Oh, like, well, it might not be. Yeah. But yeah no, we'll, no, this, we'll look that up, too. <clears throat> this chick. Uh, is this it? Redhead Days Festival? Yeah. Where is it at? Uh, the Netherlands. Oh, that that might not be the same one that I was. Oh, look at all those soulless gingers. Of, oh, God. I would love to go there. <laughs> this is beautiful. That's creepy. <laughs> stand out. But you know what? I would love it. Tilburg. So what do they what do they do? What is this about? They just celebrate redheads. That's all it is. That's the whole thing. I mean, they have a uh, they have bands and uh, food and stuff that uh oh festival <clears throat> program, twenty twenty three. Was it sixteenth edition? Oh, so last last years. This is what it says. Last years, the festival. Yeah, somebody uh, didn't proofread this. It says, last years, the festival was difficult to organize, or, organize, 
Yeah, somebody really didn't proofread this. <laughs> so I'm just going to correct it as I go. Organized due to corona restrictions and lower interest in traveling in 2022. Yeah, no shit. The last couple of years has been a little hard to travel anywhere. <laughs> shit, I'd still fight to go to that thing. <laughs> the festival was at one location and we had about 80 activities. Blah, 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 2023, however, plan on having a full-blown festival once again multiple locations and with more than a hundred activities to choose from. Ooh, what kind of activities? Orgies. Orgies? I hope it's orgies. Redhead orgies? I would go. I mean... I would make beautiful black redheaded babies. (laughs) (laughs) You probably would. Probably. Uh, Dude, I used to be way into redheads when I was younger, like they were my thing, and I learned... That they're fucking crazy? Well, yeah, which, I mean is awesome but you also learn pretty quick um that it can be a fucking curse i think you i think uh i think i would go in already knowing that (laughs) i've dated redhead one redhead she tried to kill me and boy look at how they spelled january i don't i don't know if this was actually written by an english speaker (laughs) well that's true this may be uh uh, if if the festival is going to be in the Netherlands, then maybe this is being translated it could be. very, very poorly, but it's still funny. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Oh, here's the program. Shared breakfast tandem tour through the city. That's kind of <coughs> cool. Infotainment, merchandise sale. Ooh, hand massage by, what does that say? Leona? Oh my God, I want to go. You're going to get some... Tent one. That's that's right. So go to tent one for the handy with a happy ending. Fuck yeah. Uh, lecture. The power of a redhead. Yeah, I've seen that right so hook. So it seriously it's is. It's pretty crazy. It's ser- what? I said, I've seen that right hook. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> God, so it seriously is like just John a Jones. celebration of redheads, and they're like going <clears> to <throat> hang out all culty and talk about redhead, yeah. redhead power and stuff. They just fucking get together. I think... When I first read about the festival in 2000 and I think it was like 18, it was like a, like just thousands of people just show up and just fucking attend this. And it's just like the majority of it is just redheads. And I'm just like, (laughs) fuck man, this sounds like such a great opportunity for me to, uh, go and explore the, uh, whatever location they're holding it at this time. But holy fuck. As I got older, I found, uh, like you said that, uh, they can be a little crazy. Okay, some of those redheads are pretty hot. There's a book. There's a book where it's just like a bunch of pictures from it. You got to pay for it. I didn't pay for it. But <laughs> Is I didn't it also... uh, OnlyFans? No. <laughs> Although that'd be a good thing to do. Just start OnlyFans, go, and just be like, all right, redheaded, uh, redhead festival OnlyFans. There you go. Well, what's it about? Well, I just try to fuck as many redheads as possible. <laughs> yeah. It says noon to, well, four is military time. Sunscreen. Sunscreen, handout, and information on skin cancer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Look at that. Uh, Was that one o'clock to five? Compliment girl? I can do that. What the fuck is that? Could you imagine being a plane flying over that? Holy shit. You'd be like, what the fuck? Ooh, see, there's there's where it's at. Seven o'clock, pub crawl. I could do the pub crawl with a bunch of creepy redheads. Fuck yeah. Camping too. Ooh, camping. Yeah, scroll back up. Yeah, look, not right there. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, camping. 
camping. Cool. Yeah, they're doing breakfast stuff and you and a bunch of yeah. redheads in the forest. Oh, check this out. Look, sixteen hundred is four. Yeah, four to four forty-five cuddle session. Deep connecting by Nicole. Fuck man, how deep is that connecting? Uh, you know, if I ever go, I will come back on your show and let you know. <laughs> you should I go. Will, we can spend three hours talking about that. You should go just so you can come back and tell me all about it. I tried to last year. Or Did not you last really? Year, but uh, I think it was 2020 or 2019. And Mariah was like, if you go, I'm going to have to kill you when you come back. I was like, you know, you <laughs> could just break up with me. And she's like, nah, I would just kill you. I'd let you go. And if I had the money, I'd track you down. You wouldn't know that I was coming too, but I'd kill you. Jesus. I was like, okay, that's reasonable. Oh, look. Tell us your wishes for Redhead Days 2023. Drum ritual with shaman drums. Man, they just thought of everything. This is probably a really hippie kind of festival. Probably. Oh, look. Scientific research on skin. That's before the sunscreen handout. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. It's probably fun. That would just be... Uh, what? Yeah, go to the... See if you can access that. What, like the Instagram? Yeah, there's probably a tag on it. Probably. Redhead days. Oh, hello. Oh, are they crowd surfing? <laughs> see, I want to know what their set list would be. Like, are they only bringing in redheaded bands? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I uh, wonder, would, would they discriminate there? Would they just be like, only fucking redheads can come? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, well and who would that be like who's because i mean like bands who's uh like lead like, men yeah like if only lead men that are redheads mm. let's see uh ooh, how about red headed bands oh top redhead artists <laughs> christina, oh, christina Hendricks, shirley manson fuck yeah she can go to that. I'd go to that festival if Shirley Manson went there. Shirley Manson's oh, yeah. out. Allison Murr, Katie B, Futures Past, uh, Heather Carolyn, and and Margaret. And Margaret, like the old actress, Anne Margaret. No and way. she did. Mm, I don't think so. I don't know. Let's look it up. I'm pretty sure she's still alive. I don't remember hearing about her dying. Mm. Oh, yep. Nope. No, don't go to Wikipedia. Oh, come on. It'll they tell, never it'll tell, tell you, you the if truth. they're dead or not. Mm. Doesn't say death, right? Doesn't say death. No, it just says born. Doesn't say death. Yeah. So born in what year? 19... Says her spouse died in 2017, but yeah, she's still alive. Yeah, but she was Maybe. born in 1941. She's 81 years old. Jeez. See, but if I remember right, last time I saw her on TV, she ages like Betty White. Betty White wasn't bad by the time she died. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> oh, come we're on. Gonna, we're going to have to cut that out of the video. Come on. Betty White? I would hate it. Just to say I did. Oh, I would hate it too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, testicle Festival. Mm, so Rocky Mountain Oysters. Yeah. I used to work with a guy who said, uh, he was telling me about how he went one year with his wife. Really? And like I had heard stories of it before. <laughs> I was like, yeah, how did that work out? Because, I mean, it gets pretty rowdy. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, okay, so there's there's Testy Fest. That's in Bentonville, Arkansas. But then there's the one, and maybe it's not, maybe it's not, oh, there we go. Test, oh, Testicle Festival in Montana, no more. Oh, what? 
Yeah. So it used to be in Montana, I think. Uh, I want to say it was over near Missoula or something, but I don't remember. Yeah, that one at the Wolf Creek Lodge that uh, I went to. Yo, the bartender, she uh, she plopped down this fucking book that was probably like four inches thick. And it's just got a bunch of pictures of a lot of the festivals. And I'm just like, holy shit. Man, there's pictures in there. There's somebody that's got them just dangling around his neck. And there's just people just fucking eating. Mind you, a lot of these people. Like a necklace of testicles? Necklace of testicles. And uh, a lot of these people are naked. Yeah. Full blown naked. Butt fucking naked. I was just like, bro, this looks like a great time. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. So it says, known as the craziest, most unpredictable festival in Montana, Testicle Festival. After 35 years, Testy Fest is no more. Blah, blah. Oh, Rock Creek Lodge. Yeah. Rock Creek, not Wolf Creek. No shit. They did that at the Rock Creek. That's actually one of our favorite places to go. Yeah. So I had a. uh, a, I think it's by uh, Twin Falls. Yeah. It's just outside of, um, I think it's Kalispell. Uh, close. Yeah, it's pretty close to Kalispell. Yeah. And because uh, I had a buddy and he actually did a uh, a little rap show there. And that's how we ended up going there. And um, yeah, it was fun. The bar was nice. Drinks were good. Company was good. You know, they just got a big old, not a big old plot of land, but, you know, everybody's got their campers and their tents up. and. Mm-hmm. They're just all there for the party. It was pretty good. It was pretty fun. We had a lot of fun. Yeah, it says they shut it down due to social media, lawsuits, and general liability concerns. Started in 1982. Yeah, so... Five-day festival. Of drinking, nudity, and testicle-eating competitions. Hence the slogan. (laughs) Seen on signs along I-90. Having a ball at the testicle festival. (laughs) <laughs> featured on the vice and travel channels. Yeah, that's freaking crazy. So the, the guy that I worked with, he was telling me about how him and his wife went and in the middle of the night, like the first night they were there, like he wakes up and he hears all this commotion. He wakes up. She's got to go take a piss, but he hears all this commotion and he's like, Oh, what the fuck is going on? It's really bright out. You know, it's the middle of the night. So, uh, crawls out of the, I think they were in a tent or something crawls out And he starts going to walk towards the bathrooms and in the middle of like the alleyway, cause they had like all the cars and shit parked, you know, all nice. But in in the middle of the parking lot that they had Mm -hmm. in this like alleyway, these like bikers had set up like a queen size bed, just a mattress and a box spring on a frame in the middle of the fucking road. And so they're there and there's, he, he said it was these two old broads that, I mean, we're not lookers by any means, but I mean, they were, they were DTF ready to go. And it just turned into this fuck fest of like 25, 30 bikers. And these two old broads just taking dick one after another, (laughs) like right there in the middle of the fucking road on this nasty old mattress. Having a gangbang right there. Yep. And he's like, he's like. I walked by and one of them grabbed me and was like, Hey buddy, you want to get in on this? He's like, no, I just got to take a piss. I'm good. Thanks. He's <laughs> <laughs> probably lucky. One of them wasn't like, well, if you jump out the back, you can probably just piss in her when you're done. Oh, gross. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> and then we get into the German stuff. There's an OnlyFans for that. <laughs> you can find that shit for free. Right. Oh, God, horrible. So what do you want to, what do you want to dungeon porn? God, that's fucking weird. You a big reader? Hmm. Not really. No? 
I recently had a had LASIK done on my eyes, right? So my eyes have Ooh, been yeah. bad for my whole life. My eyes just been shot. Well, uh, reading was really hard. Like I could do it. it just took a little bit more focus because my eyes would just go fucking wonky. Yeah. And um, when I had LASIK, right? And so they're they're still in their uh, healing process. I had it in October. Well, reading. Reading with uh, my new eyes, I guess you can say, been different. Yeah, you know, so I haven't actually picked up a book and tried to try to like read since I've had my eyes done. I've tried to do it before and again, you know, it's just difficult. But I'm just kind of more of a listen to some audio books, but not a lot. What kind of did they give you any kind of like warnings or anything like that about it? I've I've heard, and maybe it was just like in the old days of it, but like the LASIK, it, it only lasts for so long and you can only have it done like once or twice and then you're pretty much screwed. Yeah, no, it's changed. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have it done. So when I got it done, they told me, they were like, all right, you have a lifetime. Like if anything else happens to your eyes, your eyesight gets worse within normal circumstances. Like pretty much as long as you don't go through like any like anything that's drastic mm. with your eyes. Staring into the sun. Yeah. They're like, Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it again. You come in in five years, three years, two years, ten years, and you we'll do it for free. What's that like though? Aren't you just like laying in a bed <clears throat> thing and they're just jamming laser beams in your eye? Mm mm. So it's fucking oh god. So they told me when I first went in, they were like, Yeah, you don't feel much. You know how doctors lie. Yeah, of course. They were like, yeah, you know, it feels just kind of like a little sting, you know, a little bit, and then you'll be, then you'll be all right. And I was like, okay, that doesn't sound too bad. So I go and I get it, and the first thing they do is they slide a little tube in my eye, holds it open, and they're like, all right, uh, your vision is gonna go black. That's nothing to worry about. Like, what the <laughs> fuck do you mean my vision's gonna? My eyes wide open. You're about to be fucking blind. Don't worry, that's normal. Yeah, literally. So they do that, and what they do is. The first part of the process is they cut a flap in your eye. They cut on the, um, what is that? Is that cornea? Yeah. The lens? Yeah, the lens. And they cut a flap in it. And then you do the same thing in your other eye. And that shit fucking hurts. Like, not super bad, but like in the moment. Like, you know how like sometimes pain, it just hurts in the moment? Yeah. Like, that's what it is. So like, just... While it's happening, it just fucking hurts. And they do it to both eyes. And you're like, oh, fuck, fuck. And they're like, all right, now we got to move you to the next machine. So they pop these things out of your eyes. And they're like, all right, now stand up and walk. I'm like, motherfucker, you just cut my eyes open. (laughs) So I stand up and I open my eyes. And I was like, what the fuck? It's all gray. You can't see shit. Except, and this was the weirdest part. There's like a little bit of your peripherals like right here on the sides. Yeah. And you can see fine because they didn't cut there. That shit was weird, and I freaked out, and I almost started to panic, and they were like, don't worry, that's okay, it's fine, it's just a flap because it's not, like, connected to your eye right now. Yeah. There's just pretty much an air pocket that you can't see through. I was like, all right, well, would have loved the heads up. Yeah, so, I would I would imagine the only being able to see gray is because when they cut that flap, they're changing the way that the light is now 
coming through and hitting the receptors in the back. Mm-hmm. And so it, it doesn't know how to perceive that or like perceive the light is just perceived as gray. You can't really see any kind of depth. You can't really like see anything, which is, is weird, but it's not too bad. And then they make you lay down on the second table. They put a thing in your eye, keeps your eye open. <laughs> and then they take a little instrument and they pull the flat back. Now, this shit was weird to me. You can kind of sort of see colors. Not not depth. You're not seeing anything in like, uh, you know, like how you normally see it. All you're seeing is colors. And so all I see is black and a red light and that keeps going from red to green. <laughs> and he's like, all right, now I need you to look at this light. As much as you can, it's got an auto tracker in it, so don't worry about, like, as long as you don't move your eye drastically, it'll still used to be all right. And I'm like, okay, this uh, this should be fine. And I had Mariah take a video, but you can tell that she was, like, watching the process. Yeah. So, like, the video will, like, kind of, oh, shit, oh, shit. So, like, <laughs> like, veer off and then come back and veer off. And so, like, you can't really see the whole thing, but you can still see enough. And so in the video, you see them actually use this little instrument to peel the flap off of my eye. And then you see the laser because they have a screen, kind of like your setup here. And one of them is just my fucking eyeball. (laughs) Just my eye. Do they give you like a souvenir DVD copy at the end? I wish. (laughs) But so they were like, all right, now I need you to stare just straight up for my first eye was 30 seconds. Now, this is how bad my eye was. This eye was 30 seconds. It was a very long 30 seconds. It was fucking... Like, you you can't feel it, but you can feel it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like a pain that, like, every time the laser's ticking, like, you can feel it. Um, And then they're like, all right, you're good. And they scooped the fucking flap back over my eye and they patted down a little bit. Shit was weird. He took, like, a little sponge and just, like, rubbed it across my eye. Oh, that was a weird feeling. And then on my uh, my left eye, did the same thing. It's making my eyes hurt just listening to you talk about it. Oh, my goodness. And on my left eye, he ran it for nine seconds. And that's how bad the difference between my eyes were. Yeah. And um, so we get done. He puts the flat back over. He puts another little, like, uh, uh I believe it was like some kind of like adhesive to keep the flap down. Because at any point in time, if this flap get, comes up in your healing process, you're you're fucked pretty much. Like, you got to go back in and they got to fix it. And um, when I left, I was just like, the pain was, it was like a, like not something like, like, like let's say you just like cut your hand open or mm. It was just like that borderline something that's just going to piss you off the longer it's you're feeling it. So how I described it was it wasn't really pain. It was just like something was just trying to piss you off. Like a shallow paper cut. Yeah. Like you're like it hurts, but it just hurts in a way that just pisses you off. So the whole time Ryan's like sitting there like, all right, well, you know, we're going to go home. And I'm just like, shut up and just give me a fuck home. They tell you, like, as soon as you go home, go to bed. Yeah. You'll be better in the morning, <laughs> which was true. The only problem was you got to get to sleep first. Yeah. So you can't sleep on your eyes. 
You can't put any pressure on your eyes. Robotest and DM. Nothing. So, um, well, I took a Tylenol PM. They actually give you a Tylenol PM. <laughs> they were like, all right, if you take this now, by the time you get home, you go to bed, you'll be all right. I got this, I got home, and I'm just sitting there. I'm just like, fuck, this is fucking horrible. I can't, I can't get comfortable, and I'm just like irritated because of how my eyes feel, and I'm just like. Oh. Do you have to have like eye patches and shit? Uh, not eye patches. They actually just give you a pair of glasses, like uh, a pair of sunglasses to put on. Yeah. And uh, one thing that was absolutely fucking horrible was while Mariah was driving, the sun had reflected off of something and hit my eyes. Ooh. And that shit was like getting flashbang. Like vision went white, couldn't see anything for a couple of seconds. And it hurt. It hurt so much. I was I just bet. like, oh, my goodness. So I get home, and I'm laying down, and I'm just, like, tossing and turning, trying to get into a comfortable position to where my eyes are still fine, but I'm not, like, going to potentially roll over on them, which was hard. And then I finally fall asleep. Do you just have to sleep on your back for... However long. Yeah. Who did I usually do? But I tend to move, like toss and turn a lot. Yeah. And um, I wait. I fall asleep. It's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Fall asleep. Wake up at like 11. And then like after that, my eyes were fine. Little little sting with, when I would uh, like do certain things. Like if I like blink too hard mm. or like something got in my eye and I just kind of was like, ooh, squeeze my eyes and it would fucking hurt. Um. But the next day, so I was up for a couple hours, and then I went back to sleep. And then the next day, my eyes were fine. Hmm. Like, they were like, you can still, you can see right after it's done, which is weird. So they're like, yeah, once once the laser hits your eye, you're fine. You can see. What you're waiting to heal is the uh, your lens. Yeah, the flap they cut. Mm-hmm. And so, because that kind of dictates how your eye is perceiving things, that's, like, why they're so adamant about, like, do not touch your eye. Yeah. Like, your eyes will water a lot, but do not put anything on your eye. You're just going to wipe under it, or you're going to wipe on the side of it. Do not put any pressure on your eye, or else you'll lift the flap. And I was like, all right. So. Yeah, the eyeball is one of the quickest healing parts of the body, thankfully eyeball and uh, uh if it can heal though that's also one of the things that, oh your mouth too that sucks is like um if uh if it's damaged to a certain point it can't heal yeah and it won't regenerate which was why they're so adamant about like once it's done you have to wait like a week before you can apply any pressure to your eye mm-hmm. and they're like after that just kind of every week just a little bit more and more and you'll be okay and, um, so the next day or a couple of days had passed and I had stayed inside cause the sun was just fucking blinding. Yeah. My girlfriend was like, yeah, we should go to a pumpkin, a pumpkin patch after your thing. And I was like, fuck, no. <laughs> fuck that. <It's> like, <laughs> you want me to go in the sun? Are you mad? Yeah. I was like, what the, f- why the hell would I go stand in a pumpkin patch with no shade whatsoever? After I just got my fucking eyes cut open. Like, no. Yeah. I'm going to stay home. Sorry. I love you, but. I used to work with a guy who uh, was walking through <coughs> his garage 
one day and and uh, he had a welder set up and everything like that and he had a he had a spool of welding wire sitting up on a shelf that was over by the door that led into the kitchen in and out of the house mm-hmm. and he just happened to be walking by it and there was a piece of the wire that was sticking off and it was right at eye level walked straight into it and the wire just went bloop, right into the side of his fucking eyeball and he was freaking out like fuck 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 is it like a knife you know do i pull it in or le- pull it out or leave it in and like he said thankfully he had left his uh pair of wire cutters right there next to the spool so mm-hmm. he just took the wire cutters clipped it off like two inches from his face mm-hmm. jumped in the truck drove himself to the fucking hospital with it sticking out of his eye <laughs> God. like he said that he showed up and they were like oh shit uh yeah let's get that taken care of fucking they just pulled it out, gave him an eye patch, like little bandage thing to put over it. And then for, I think it was like a week, something mm-hmm. you had to wear that. Yeah. It was not, it's not fun. Yeah. It was not fun having that done, but what I got out of it was really cool. It took a couple of weeks. So, so I went outside after like five days, four or five days. And I'm like trying to like look at this stuff that I've usually seen mm-hmm. just fine. You know, my glasses on and you can see textures. I can't see shit. I can't read. I can barely read the stop sign. I can't read the street sign. There's a little thing that says, you know, slow down five mile hour. I can't read that. Mm -hmm. I know what it says. And I know that I can't read it. I'm just like, what the fuck? So I get hella worried. And uh, like a lot of the textures that I was used to seeing, I couldn't see them. And I didn't notice it while I was inside. But like. I could not really see textures. Like when you look at a brick house, you know how you can see the brick texture. Yeah. Well, there's a brick house right across from me. Couldn't see it. I'm used to seeing the texture. I know what it looks like. Again, I've looked at it for years. Couldn't see it. I was pissed. That was just temporary though, right? Yeah, it was just temporary, yeah. but I was just fucking pissed. Cause I mean, they tell you, they're like, yeah, once, once it's done, you should be able to see just fine. Mm. Be a little blurry, a little gray, whatever. And I was just like, I can't read anything. <laughs> like I like I had my phone on like zero dimness, you know, or brightness, and so like everything was dim. But I wasn't really like looking at my phone or anything. I was just resting. Mm. And yeah, it was just weird. I couldn't see anything. And I walk back inside and I'm just like pissed and my girlfriend's like what's wrong and i was like i can't fucking see shit i can't read shit and i'm upset because it's like there is complications that can go wrong of course and for whatever reason my mind was like this might have been this might be a complication and i'm just scared out of my fucking mind and then i have my follow-up appointment they're like oh yeah no that's fine i was like yeah it'll take a minute before you were able to identify textures and be able to see where you were at before. And then from there, you'll just keep, um, you know, getting better and better and improving. And I was like, okay, I'm going to trust you. <laughs> I'm a little skeptical at this point. Cause you know, it's been a week and I can barely read any fucking thing. Can't see anything. I can barely see the texture on the fucking, the concrete that I'm walking out when I'm walking out of here. And they're like, yeah, no, you'll be all right. Okay. Yeah, I remember when I was like six or seven and I got my first pair of glasses 
and like it, it's kind of like frog in a hot plate you lose your eyesight so subtly over time you know that yeah. you don't notice Mm-mm. and then i think i got an eye test at school or something i don't remember what it was about they were like yeah I, they they told my mom he might need glasses and because i i had trouble reading too and so we went to the eye doctor got tested and he's like oh yep yep his eyes are fucked <laughs> so i got my first pair of glasses and it, it was weird because as soon as he put them on my face turned and i look out the window and i could actually make out like individual leaves on the tree and that was crazy i was like oh shit it's a trip i mean i remember when i got my first pair of glasses no i don't that's a lie <laughs> i got so many fucking pairs of glasses i used to break them all the time or i'd just half-ass wear them and like it is different my thing was um so when i was running the plasma table and I was there for a couple of years and I hadn't gotten a new pair of glasses. And like you said, like it goes out so subtly that you don't really notice it. Well, when I had gotten my glasses, my new glasses, I was just like in shock. I was like, what the fuck? Like the thing that tripped me out the most is when I looked at the sky, I looked at clouds and I was just like, bro, this looks fake. Like, this <laughs> yeah. looks so good that it looks fake and i don't know how you're in a simulation to feel about it yeah i was like okay oh, there's a, there's a matrix is glitching out and um that was probably one of the times that like i noticed a a big significant difference mm. in my vision it was like when you get a new pair of glasses that plasma fucked my eyes up oh yeah I'm sure it fucks mine up too. And then um, I got astigmatisms in both of my eyes. Yep. Really bad. And they were telling me, they were like, if you would have waited like another couple of years, five years maybe, we wouldn't have been able to do this for you. And I was like, well, thank God I came today. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where you got to catch it before it gets too bad. Yeah, which sucks. I mean, you know, it's still improving technology and stuff, but it does. I actually... I was talking with somebody when I was at Rite Aid and I was telling him I was just about to get it. And he was like, I, I tried to get it when I was like 65 or something. He was, they told me it wouldn't work. Yeah. I was like, damn. I was like, yeah, I was pretty close to that. My astigmatisms made it what they said difficult for them, but it works. That whole, that whole procedure. Reminds me of, have you ever seen Clock, <laughs> Clockwork Orange? No. you never seen this? It's a good fucking, it's an old ass movie. Um, it's really good though. But the end of it, so he, he's like, um, he's just this fucking, it's like old London basically, but it's kind of futuristic, retro futuristic. Okay. And uh, he's just, him and a bunch of his friends are just fucking thugs. And uh, they finally get caught and then, and when he's in prison, they put him through this new program called the Ludovico technique where they clamp your eyes open and they sit you in this movie theater in front of a screen and they just play all kinds of fucked up shit with music in the background and stuff. And and they're just trying to like program you into not being violent and stuff anymore. <laughs> and it's fucked up. It was the next day, brothers. <laughs> they got him all fucking clamped open. Dude's just standing there, like, putting eye drops in his eyes. 
in the chair of torture. Kind of like how they had me. <laughs> yeah, right. Isn't that fucked up? Ultra violence. The shitty thing, though, is that he loves classical music. So like Beethoven and shit mm-hmm. was his favorite. It's what he listened to all the time, and that's the stuff that they were playing in the background. So they pretty much ruined Beethoven for him. <laughs> and he knew that's what was going to happen. Sin? What's all this about sin? Are you referring to the background score? Yes! You've heard Beethoven before? Yes! <laughs> so you're keen on music? When I was in college, um, my girlfriend at the time, her aunt lived in uh, Spokane, and it was costing me, because I had this big-ass Ford conversion van, it was costing me like 400 bucks a month, if not more, to drive over the pass every day to go to to go to NIC mm-hmm. uh, so I ended up moving in with her aunt I was living in her basement for probably like six months until I saved up some money to buy a car and all I had was uh, my computer and like a handful of DVDs and this was one of the ones that I had and the other one was Scarface oh so I don't know, I don't know what that might have done to me, like at night, sleeping with shit like that on, but <laughs> pretty much this movie and Scarface, I would have on all the time while I was trying to sleep. <laughs> this whole movie is fucked up, dude. I see them, it's wrong. They go to like these, uh, they're uh, milk bars. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of like, like Chinatown, 1930s, 40s, like uh, uh, opium dens type of deal. But everybody goes, and you just sit down, and they have it. It looks like a glass of milk, but it's uh, it's all drugs. And so everybody's just sitting there drinking their milk, and all the statues and shit are all. What would you call it? It's like a retro futuristic, ultra modern esque, like. Uh, kind of like abstract art mm-hmm. so they, they have all these statues like the coffee table it's it's basically a statue of a naked chick that's doing like the bridge like gymnastics you know it's leaning all the way back but on all fours right and then like it's just a big plate of glass that's supported by her tits and her knees it's a pretty fucking cool table i would totally buy one but yeah it's gonna be like fucking 50 grand for that motherfucker but it's an elegant piece to have in the family room. It is, yeah. It really ties the room together. <laughs> yeah, it's a great fucking movie. <laughs> I might have to give it a watch. <laughs> I like I like uh, watching weird shit with Mariah. Yeah. Fucking cracks me up. So, what, I had her watch the, you remember the old uh, the Wayne's movies, the uh, scary movies? Oh, yeah. She's never seen one of those before. She's never seen them? No, and fucking classic. I made her, I had her watch them, and she was just, 
she was like she went in in like that that kind of comedy she just like always like kind of was like ugh and we start watching it she starts fucking laughing I was like these things are great these are works of art <laughs> she's like no they're just they're fucking horrible <laughs> oh come on I was like no they're not that bad they're great you know you like it she's like no I hate it and I was like but it's because it's so stupid that it's so fucking funny yeah it's like Beavis and Butthead yeah like <laughs> like yeah, it's not great, but it's fucking hilarious. And <laughs> I think I made her, I think I was able to get her to watch one, two, and, and three, or four. There's like fucking six of them now or something. Yeah, after the fourth one, that's when it got bad because uh, they changed the whole cast. What? How do you change the whole cast? It's the Wayans brothers, like all of them. The last two. So in uh, five... And I didn't know. I don't know if they have. Do they have a six? Fuck, I don't know. I think they do. Because it was so. Like the Waynes were in one, two, and then. That was it. And then Anna Ferris. Yeah. Was in two and four. Or. Oh, oh there's five. Uh, was in three and four. You know, they kept, um, like, Regina Hill, and uh, I think there was another one that they kept. But then in 5, they changed the, uh, like, the main crew around, and I was like, yeah. I watched it. It wasn't bad, but it it wasn't on the same level as the other ones. Yeah, you can't change cast in the middle of a fucking series. It ruins it. Yeah. And so many, so many people try to do it. This is uh, it's my favorite part, the whole Yahtzee deal. Yeah, Cody. Uh, this has to be what the third one. Yeah. <clears throat> Cody and I were playing a fun game, and then I looked down and <gasps> Yahtzee. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> And um, the basketball skit. You remember the old, I think it was the Nike or the Reebok one? I think so, yeah. And then they redid it in the second one. That used to be like my fucking, that used to just make me laugh all the fucking time. I just thought it was so fucking hilarious. Scary movie basketball? Oh, was that it? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking look at Marlon's hair. So funny. Oh, yeah, weren't they at a haunted house or some shit? Yeah. And that Nike, it was Nike, the Nike commercial that just came out. Yeah. And they just did this spoof on this. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that old Nike commercial, too. Fuck, when did this come out? 2000 and, like, Yeah, even the guy in the wheelchair. Four? <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> now they're just dancing. Oh god, I hate the sound of tennis shoes on a basketball court. Oh yeah, it's Dude, horrible. So uh, I think it was the Hoop Fest commercials that they play on the radio. Mm -hmm. So this year, the commercial that they did, almost the whole thing through had screeching shoes 
in the background. And the first day that I heard it on the radio, I was on my way to work and it freaked me out. I almost pulled over because I thought my truck was fucked up because <laughs> all I kept hearing was this squeaking noise. I'm like, shit. Like I thought a belt was broke or something. Right. And then it took me a minute and I realized it was the fucking radio. So I just turned it off. And then ever since, every time the damn commercial would come on, it was like nails on a chalkboard. It just yeah, irritated me more than anything on the planet. It's not a great sound. <laughs> Even when I was playing basketball and, you know, you'd hear it, I'd just be like, ugh. <laughs> just stop it. You're not that good. You don't, you don't get to, de- you don't deserve to have your fucking boots screeching on the floor. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Ugh. And then uh, in high school, people would just do that shit for fun. And they'd just take their shoe and they just drag it and just the longest just... I was oh, yeah. Like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. I'm going to take your fucking shoes. Yeah, I just called those uh, dickheads. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what they were. Shut I would, your uh, fucking shoes up. I would uh, go and uh, unlock their legs for them. <laughs> right in the back of the leg oh god i was like stop it it's not a great sound like it's it's worse or you know it's bad enough when it's just like a split second sound but when you're doing it for like 10 seconds straight just dragging your foot across the floor it's horrible it makes me hate you yeah that's when you should get a dodgeball in the face yeah i miss dodgeball i wouldn't play it as an adult oh fuck no people hit too hard and then it takes too long to uh, heal. Yeah. I was one of those people. You that hit in the face fucking... and have to go to work with a black eye and try to explain, you know, why you have a black eye and you don't have a cool story. My wife beat me. <laughs> That's better than I get hit in the face with a dodgeball. Yeah. I took a rubber ball to the face and now I'm going to look like this for the next three weeks. <laughs> dodgeball was so fun. You know, they, uh, I, hear, I kept hearing things that they were like banning it in some schools. Yeah, I'm sure they are. Like, I was like, what? Like, the whole point is to not get hit. So if people are getting injured, that means that they're not fucking moving. Well, yeah, but the, <laughs> the issue is violence. They're they're just trying to... Dodgeball is violence now. Yeah. Yeah, anything that has to do with hitting is violence. Even if it's just I'm, contact sport. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would, I would lodge those things between my hand and my forearm. Mm-hmm. And I would launch those fucking things. Like, I left welts. Don't get me wrong. It was bad. There was a lot of violence Yeah. in those throws. However, you shouldn't take that out of school. Yeah, it's important. It's important yeah. to learn how to lose and that sometimes you get hurt. It's important to learn how to get the fuck out of the way. Well, that too. Yeah, I left so many welts on people. My thing was, so, girls, I would fucking just, you know, you... you you throw it that hard at a dude, and he's going to try to catch her. He's going to dodge it. But, like, when you're in the heat of the moment, you know, and you throw that thing with just the intent to kill somebody, <laughs> and you hit a poor girl in the face, and you're just like, you know, we all make mistakes in the heat of passion, Jimbo. Yeah, that's hardcore. Yeah. Oh, God, it was horrible. It was just big old red. Like, you can see all the lines on the dodgeball. Yeah. On the ball in her face, and you're just like, ooh. It leaves a perfect imprint. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Speaking of balls and getting out of the way, what's uh, what's your take on uh, Tom Brady? Oh, the fact that he just got a divorce over football. Yeah. Fucking loser. Fucking loser. <laughs> yeah. Like he what he retired and then he didn't retire. Yeah, he retired for like a month. Yeah, and then he was like, "Oh no, 
I'm not going to retire. And I was like, dude, come on. Like, why would you not? Like, what else? Why? Why even keep playing? Like, you're fine. You already got your wife that's on the ropes about staying with you if you're going to play another season. Yeah. Like, you have a beautiful family. You got money. You got the... What else do you need? You got, what, he had five rings? Six? Uh, I believe he has six. Yeah, like, what else What else were you playing for? Hmm. You know, there comes a time, and especially, you know, he had just won his one with the uh, the Bucks. The Buccaneers, right? Yeah, he's with the Bucks. Like, for now. At that point, like, just go. Like, you've already proven that you're a good player. Like, people, he's good. He's great, whatever. I don't really watch football a whole lot. But it's like, okay, he won... Five rings with the Patriots. Yeah. Like, okay, everybody was like, oh, the only reason he's winning is because he's been on the same team. Like, okay, first of all, that's loyalty. He's got loyal. He's been loyal to the Patriots for a long time. That's not a bad thing. He's won five rings with this team because he stayed with these people. He's worked with these people, all these people that are coming in and coming out. And he's created a great team. A team that's built to win. And then it's like when he left, went to the Buccaneers, and then won, I was like, okay, so you've already proven the point that it's, you're that good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I never even thought of that till you just said that, but it's interesting that he won all of those rings with the Patriots and then left and then came back to the Bucks, and then won again. So it's basically kind of proving to you himself, like, oh, yeah, it was me. Yeah. Like, you know? You tailored all those guys perfectly. Yeah. I, like, I could see him, you know, you get you get old, and I imagine things go through your head where you're kind of like, eh, you know, you don't want to give something up. I could see him coming back for the one year and doing it just, just for that purpose, to prove to himself. Like, right. You know, am I really that good, blah, blah, blah. He would have been fine. Yeah. He would have had his wife. He would have had his kids. Well, see, there's... She wouldn't have taken 75% of all the fucking shit that he has. Well, no. As far as I know, she didn't. Because they had an ironclad prenup when they got together. Oh. So he... I think she took their... right there. Yeah, right? Uh, She took their house in Costa Rica. And then he kept the house in in Tampa Bay. And they, they just, you know, I mean, amicably... If you can say the word fucking amicable, I mean, any divorces, people who don't want to be together anymore. I don't know why they say it's an amicable divorce. Yeah. It just means you're not trying to claw each other's fucking eyes out. But, but yeah, it, it was a, from, I mean, everything that I've read, it's decent. You know, they're not mad at each other. And even she said, uh, on her Facebook or whatever, like, eh, you know, he's got to do his own thing, but I'm gonna do my own thing. You know, she doesn't harbor any ill will toward him, but. Well, I mean, she's what she's, she's the model, right? Yeah. So it's like she's already got her own she's already got her own shit. Yeah, well supposedly her net worth is like four hundred million compared to his two hundred and forty five million. So she actually has more money than he does. That's probably why she didn't take nothing. Probably, yeah, right. She didn't fucking need it. Yeah. Yeah, I I can see it both ways. Like I get what she's saying, and she's saying pretty much that she wants him to be around for the kids. Like mm-hmm. she doesn't he like you said he doesn't need to go out and do any more shit he doesn't need to prove anything else okay you had your one year and then she was probably like look you had your one year and now it's time to come home and be done right and so for her it's about him being there for the kids and she doesn't want him to get so beat up 
that by the time he does retire and they're, you know, older and they can just be together, that he can't do anything. He's fucking retard. Yeah. Yeah. So I get it from her perspective. And, but so many people are bagging on him, you know, about doing it. And and at the same time, I see his perspective, which is uh, he's just, he's doing his thing. It's his football, his, his dream. And he's fucking going after it. He's doing his fucking thing. Well, fuck. How old is, how old is he? Like 35? 30 something years old? No, he's 40 something. 40 now. something? Yeah. Like, yeah, how old is he? <laughs> I know. I think he's 45. How like, old? Like, I understand is still wanting to be involved. Tom Brady. But, yeah, he, well, he was 45. Yeah. So, yeah. So he was supposed to finish out this year, I think. Mm-hmm. And then they were talking about he was going to take a spot um, with Fox, I believe. And he was just going to become a commentator and work in the booth. When, oh, great. Yeah, and of course now after the divorce and everything, he's basically like, yeah, fuck it, I'm not retiring. I'm gonna play until I'm dead, pretty much. Mm. But there's also rumor too, you know, and who knows if it's true that they already had like issues, and he kind of knew that she was on her way out the door, and that's why he decided to unretire and come back, mm-hmm. and that's why he's been sticking to his guns because you know he knew that she wasn't gonna stick around. And I mean. You know, those things that are done in private, I mean, that definitely could be. I mean, if you're in a relationship and you already know it's going to shit, and the whole reason you're going to stop doing something that you love is to save the relationship, but it's still going to go to shit, I mean, why stop? Yeah. Like, I mean, it does suck to say, but I mean, if you already know it's going to go downhill, no matter what it is that you're going to do, why give up something else you love? I mean, you're not gaining anything from it at that point. It'd be different if he was like, you know, all right, I'm going to stop so that I can be with my wife. But if he's like, I'm going to stop and my wife's still going to leave me, well, why would you leave? Yeah. You just keep going at that point. So, I mean, it makes sense. But poor guy. Yeah, I see see it both ways. I see why she's upset with him, but I also get why, you know, he doesn't want to just quit. Yeah. I mean, I saw that shit that he said about what? Playing as like being uh, deported in the military or some shit like that. Oh yeah, I was just like, he was oh, like, fucking hey, liking it to the military. And there's a lot of people that get pissed off about that. Yeah, I would have been. I was pissed too. Yeah. I've never even been in the military, but I was like, shut the fuck up, <laughs> yeah. dude. It is not the same as being in combat, dickhead. Yeah, not only that, those motherfuckers don't make as much as you. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah, have a lot more people in the military if they did. Yeah, no shit, right? It's fucking. Just horrible. Yeah. It, Fucking big old baby. I saw, so, so I have people that are in the military on my Facebook and so many of them were like, huh, I wonder what it was like serving with Tom Brady. <laughs> like, Probably shit. That's what. Yeah. God. Uh, I just, I just kind of laughed at it. I just laughed at it. Cause I was just like, there's, there's so many other things that you could have compared it to. Yeah. Granted, anybody would have been mad. No matter what, like if he was like, so like working in a mine, being shipped off, everybody, you know, people would have been mad about that too. Yeah. But, oh, the military practices are so difficult and, you know, going out onto a nice grassy field and one one day a week, maybe two, getting beat up a little bit. That's so hard, especially when you're getting paid, you know, 300 million. Yeah. So horrible. Oh my God. (laughs) That fuck. Then again, what do we know? Maybe it is hard. And those guys are getting torn up. I mean, yeah, it is very physically demanding. Yeah. 
But well, and and looking at how the Bucks are doing right now, you could attribute a lot of that to the fact that so many of their you know team members are fucking injured. A lot of them are on the injured roster right now and can't play. Hmm. So there's a lot of rookies that he's throwing to and shit like that. So I mean, yeah, you could argue, well, Tom Brady's trying to do his best, but you know nobody's there catching the fucking ball. They're not running their routes right. And blah blah blah. Right. Okay. I've seen that the last couple of years, man. The injuries have just been going through the roof. Yeah. In football, I'm just like, I don't really watch football a whole lot. You know, I'll go through and watch games, like highlights and shit. Mm-hmm. And just, okay, this team won, that team won, whatever. But fuck. You watch the highlights and, like, a lot of it is just when somebody was getting injured. I'm just like, fuck, no. dude. That did you catch what happened to uh, Tua? Yeah, that's my team. Miami, Miami. Yeah, For I real? like the colors, <laughs> and yeah. I like dolphins. They're so <laughs> great. But yeah, no, I. Uh, yeah, that was that was fucked up when bro, you took that hit. I was pissed off that they let him continue. Yeah, I think everybody was, and I was just like, like that's something that somebody should get sued over. Like honestly, because it's like that was already bad. Like when. The, the the video that I saw where, you know, it shows his fingers, like his hands wigging out. Yeah. I'm just like. Like his fingers were all like tensed up and shit yeah, and curled over. Fucking. I'm just like, okay, if somebody's doing that. Yeah. That's, that's a brain injury. Yeah. And then they were going to let him come out again and stopped like just before the play started. And they're like, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Come, come back. Come back in. Well, even. Yeah. And then they let him play in what? The next game. And then he got just fucked up again. Yeah. It was yep. just fucking horrible. I was like, I watched him take one of those hits, and I was just like, he should be out. He shouldn't have been there. Yeah, well, and they have people at the stadiums, and that's all they do is they just sit with like binoculars and shit, and they just watch the players, especially after they take a big hit like that, and they're just watching. And if they notice anything out of the ordinary, like if a guy stumbles after he gets up or something, then they'll say, like, oh, hey, number thirty-four, you need to, we need to check him. Right. Like how how the fuck did you miss that? Yeah, somebody I, went to take a shit. I don't know if um, <laughs> I don't know if maybe he pissed somebody off and they were just like, <laughs> "We're gonna fuck you up." Yeah, could have been. Yeah, that was a bad fucking hit. God, poor guy. I mean, I hope he. Well, and then, and then right after that, because of that hit, though they uh, they went pretty hard on um, sacking. So anybody that's going towards the QB. You know, they're, they're watching like Hawks now. And you, it, it was funny because right after that was, you know, the, the, like the next Bucks game or something. Mm-hmm. And so every time someone even touched Brady, they were getting called for unnecessary roughness and, you know, roughing the passer and shit like that. And everybody's getting all mad because they're like, Oh, it's fucking Brady. You're golden boy. Of course you're going to fucking call him. Blah, 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 blah. Like, well, I mean, it's probably half of that. But the other half is too. It just got fucked up, and yeah. so now they're looking at it a lot more. Yeah, I mean, even when I played football in high school, I mean, some of those people get hit fucking hard. Yeah, they do. And I mean, you know, you got somebody like like Brady that's played since high school, college to now. Yeah, he's been in the game what like twenty some years. Yeah, like those are a lot of big hits. Who's that? I was just looking. Or they they just showed it the other day in one of the games. Who was the who was the oldest NFL player? I can't remember his name. 
Uh, oldest NFL to ever play in the league. Tom Brady. No. Oh, Colt. Close. He's well on his way. Oh yeah, George George Blanda, Chicago Bears. Played until he was forty eight years old. So Brady's only what? Forty five. Yes, he's got he's now? got three more years until he'll hit that mark. But he'd have to go until he's forty nine. Yeah, and then he'd just Adam Vinatieri was the next one, and he played till he was forty seven. I'm thirty seven and I wake up most mornings just snap crackle pop fucking rice krispies getting out of bed i could not imagine being 48 years old and getting hammered by like fucking dk metcalf yeah fuck that i mean a lot of it has to do with conditioning you know i mean i mean dk's not a tackler but still i've read uh oh i mean there's people bigger than him that fucking yeah god dude he's a big fucking dude yeah he's six foot i want to say he's like six foot six something like that I think two, two thirty-five, two forty, but his reach, his reach is like usually your reach is uh your height mm-hmm. from fingertip to fingertip stretched out. His is almost seven feet, so he's just got these big ass fucking arms, dude. Like anything flies in front those of those ape hangers. Ape hangers. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like he's he's running down the field and he just sticks an arm out. And no matter who it is, they ain't fucking touching him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's... it's. I would not want to be on a field with that guy. He would fucking pummel my ass. Even with, I mean... So even if you think about it, like... So, like, a lot of these people, you know, they're conditioned for that. Their bodies are conditioned for that. Yeah. However, a lot of those people, you know, they retire. Not a lot, but some of them, they still end up fucked up in their 50s. You know, it's yep. like once their body rests... And gets out of that conditioning it's like everything catches up with you which is sad you know watching some of these people end up fucked up like that like physically fucked up i can't think of his name there was a quarterback that ended up like that but he was an older player i think it was like early or late 2000s that he happened well it's been a lot of them recently at least that's what it seems like I Fo- seen football any players and ones, but football players in general just it it seems like a lot of them from the from even the 90s and the early 2000s or something you know that were big back then mm-hmm. and they're either retired now or you know they're getting close to retirement or maybe or maybe it's just because they're showing it more you know in the mm-hmm. in the media but like CTE is rampant and just slowly creeping up on people and i think like he was the one that really st- like stuck with me, I guess. Like he might have been like one of the first ones that I seen before I started playing, and so seeing that was just devastating. Like, okay, so you can play this game your whole life, earn all that money, and then by the time you're fifty, sixty years old, just end up in a wheelchair. Yeah, and I'm just like, fuck. Yeah, that does not seem as fun as it as it sounds to play the game for you know, ten, fifteen years. 20 years and then end up like that that's sad yeah yeah that'd be like uh there's 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 an old show called uh, amazing stories i think it was and it might have been an older show than that but there's one of one of the stories was this guy who worked at a, a bank and he was a total bookworm and so he never got anything done he was he was always in the back with his nose in a book just some some old dude with glasses i just love to read 
Mm. So he was always getting in trouble because he was never doing what he's supposed to. He's always somewhere reading. And then he wakes up one morning and there's nobody else around. Like everyone in the world had disappeared and it's just him. And so, and I'm probably paraphrasing and totally getting this wrong, but this is what I remember of it. He somehow, he ends up in the bank vault and he gets stuck in there, but he's got all of his books. And so he's like, oh, okay, well, you know, fuck it, whatever. There's no people around. I don't have to work anymore. It's just me and my books. And then he like sneezes or something and his glasses fall off of his face. And then when he's trying to find him, he steps on him and breaks him. So kind of in a similar fashion, right? You end up, you play for how many years you make all this money and then you can't really do anything with it because now you're fucked up. Yeah. Same as that guy had all of his books and all the time in the world to read, broke his glasses, and now he's fucked. Yeah, that that just seems kind of like the uh, like almost like the devil's trade, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll give you everything you want. Yeah. But I'm gonna take what I want at any given moment. Well, that's why I think Gronk is fucking smart. Because that that last year, last year, yeah, last year when he came in with Brady, because mm-hmm. Brady talked him into coming on for one more year with him. He ended up getting hurt quite a bit. And so he retired, went back into retirement. He's like, nope, I'm done. The cool thing about that was like all the games that he was playing. Mm-hmm. I remember it was one of the last games and they were going to take Gronk out. And I, th- I think what happened was Brady told them, no, he needed to stay in for a couple more plays to get his, uh, his yardage so that he could get his next bonus. And so Brady told them like, no. You fucking put Gronk back in and let him play for a couple more plays. I'll get the ball to him. He'll get his yardage. And so he stuck up for him, and that was cool. But Gronk was smart enough this year to be like, no, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not doing it anymore. It's like, listen, I'm fucked up. I don't want to be more fucked up. Yeah. I didn't even know that fucking Brady wears a leg brace now when he's playing. Really? Yeah. I didn't either. It was one of the last games I was watching. He, uh, he took a pretty decent hit, and they sacked his ass right into the ground. And once one side, uh, the bracket that was on his knee brace, like caught into the dirt and it, it ripped his pants and the whole thing fucking bent backwards. So he gets up oh, and he's, fuck. he's hobbling back over towards the sideline. He was fine. It didn't hurt his leg, but you could see like the brace was all hanging out and bent fucked up. And I was like, what the hell is that? And he pulls his pant leg up and just starts undoing the straps and everything. Jeez. I was like, fucking Brady's wearing a leg brace and he's still out there. Yeah, that's fucking <laughs> what. All right. They just let anybody play this time. Yeah. Josh, yeah. Yeah, something like that. I think at that point you should be thinking maybe it's time to quit. Right? Like, maybe. Like become a an instructor or coach or try to fucking just like try yeah. to become a head coach of your own fucking team. Like there's so many things you could try to do at that point. Like, okay, you're already a well-respected player. Mm. How can you capitalize on that? Okay, well, what's the next thing? Like, I mean, what? So, like, in, uh, like, uh, one of the big ones was, uh, so, The Undertaker in the WWE. Oh, yeah. He recently just finally fucking retired. For real? Yeah. And. That's probably What he did was, he became an instructor. It's like, okay, Brady can do the same fucking thing. So, he works at, like, wrestling school? Pretty much. Yeah. I was like, fuck, that'd be dope. Imagine watching him just to be trained by him to be the next him. Yeah. Like, fuck. But, like, uh, 
like yeah like i mean you can you can still do more without having to be on the field and risking yourself yeah well he like he already had that gig set up to be an announcer i mean those guys make fucking bank you know like you could still do that plus you put on top of that merchandising deals and fucking anything that wants to use your name and all that yeah i mean which, they'd, they'd probably retire his number so yeah it's like right so quit while you're ahead while that name is still good yeah don't keep going and trash it because you either get old or and or fucked up and just can't keep playing you yeah. know like this season he's not doing so great and if he keeps fucking going down that route, they're already talking about either. Uh, I don't think trade. Well, no, I did see something that was probably just rumor about trading him. I don't think that'll happen, but they were talking about starting to bench him more and maybe not make him, uh, you know, first string. Like they were talking about bringing out the rookie to see how he could do. That'd be personally. I'm not a big fan of Todd Bowles though, either. Like I think, I think it's shitty that Bruce Arians isn't in charge. Yeah. Oof. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a team. It's a conglomeration of everybody doing their job. So I, th- I think all the shit that Brady's been through, it's probably not a good idea for him to keep going. Mm-mm. I think at this point he should just cash in his chips and just say, yeah, I had a good fucking run. I yeah. just have to be done with it. I mean, yeah. Let somebody else have the limelight. And if you don't want to be a fucking, you know, an announcer or, a, you know, one of the analytics people or whatever, like, Find something that you can do that you'll still enjoy. Because, I mean, if he does become one of the, you know, the talk show people, it's not to say he's going to like it. Mm. He might make bang, but doesn't mean he's going to like it. And then, you know, then what? It did, like, at that point, has he already, you know, he signed his contract. He's got to do it for however fucking long. Like, at that point, did he lose, you know, does he lose his... his possibility of doing something else closer to the field that he might want to or you know or is he stuck at that desk staring at those fucking cameras all day yeah who knows well and at some point you have to be done like in something like that because it can't last forever Mm. is it you're eventually you're gonna get so fucked up that you just can't even play anymore you know or you lose the spirit of the game something yeah so it can't go on forever so whether or not you like staring at the TV screens and idle chatter about, you know, last week's game, I mean, fucking make the best of it. At least you're still involved in the game, which right. you love. Right. Man, like I said, he's got options. Yeah. Whichever one he wants to do. I mean, if he wants to play until, you know, somebody hits him so hard that he's done and out of the... Let him play. I mean, fuck. I mean, it ain't my life. I ain't making that money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think there's a Daniel Tosh has a joke about like why why force people to retire? Fuck it, let them play until they're 80 if they want to. Get some geriatrics out there, make the game more uh interesting. Like if they can, <laughs> fuck it, you know? Like I'm sorry, but there's like a there's like a there's a there's an area. It's like a like an area where like I'll probably think, "Okay, he's too fucking old to play." And then right after that area, there's a I respect that motherfucker more for being able to play at that age. And I think Tom Brady is coming up on the, he's too old to fucking play. Mm. But will he play through that to the point where he gets more respect for being able to? I mean, depends on how good he does. I'm sure he'll try. He can talk to some more people and just be like, listen, 
There's no more tackling the QB in, in football. We're just going to do away with that. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's save everybody. Or there's no more tackling Tom Brady anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, like if he if, can hit that button that's like 10, that's like 10, 10 yards or whatever behind me before I throw the ball, okay, that counts as a sack. We'll just do it like that. That's, <laughs> that's how we'll do it from now on. They just put a fucking Staples easy button on a little podium like 10 yards behind him. Yeah, you know, or, or five yards behind him. If he and can he, get there, he's fine. Yeah, you got to get past the blockers. You got to run past Brady and hit the easy button. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, damn it. It's like, oh, <laughs> fuck. I was about to throw it. I threw it before he finished the word. That's that's fair. That's in. Yeah. <laughs> then confetti falls from the ceiling in the stadium and fucking EDM music starts playing. <laughs> and somebody just fucking put the remix to that was easy <laughs> Brady's just pissed off drops the football fuck it you guys you gotta block <laughs> yeah you gotta, you, where were you guys he hit the button again I can't. now we gotta wait 20 minutes while they sweep up all this paper <laughs> I'm waiting for a strong gust of wind to come through blow it all down yeah yeah football is I don't know. I found that uh, as of recently, I've kind of been, been becoming less and less interested in it. Yeah, a lot of people are. Yeah. I feel like it's made a very hard political turn. and Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, I'm done. I don't... There's no need for me to sit here and listen to this bullshit. Like, I'm I'm trying to watch football. My brother... Not politics. Fuck this. Right? My, my brother's been a hardcore football fan for, I mean, forever. And uh, this last year and the year before, actually, no, what was it, 2020, 2021, when nobody was allowed to be in the stadiums and they were just playing to fake audience noise, Mm -hmm. shit like that. He's been boycotting them pretty much ever since, (laughs) which I get, but I've, see, I've only newly gotten into football, like within the last, I don't know, probably two, three years. I didn't. I didn't watch too many games before that. Usually, just the Super Bowl. Yeah, pretty much where I'm at too. Yeah, but the older I get, a lot more of my friends are are into football and stuff like that. Yeah, every fucking buddy. Yeah, God. like I know I've worked with people that can name every fucking person on the roster, the whole fucking roster, everybody's fucking roster, mm. like the backups, the 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 training squads, and I'm just like, fuck, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like I'm sorry I don't I'm not interested in how big everybody's fucking jock strap is like yeah. I'm glad that you know the length of everybody's cock but I don't want to fucking listen I'm not that into it all I care about is how far he ran don't care what his name is how far did he run and did he get a touchdown yeah. yes cool no he's fucking horrible that's how <laughs> I view it like fuck I used to make fun of him because he'd like start going off and talking about it. And I'd just be like, he's going to tell you how big his cock is again. <laughs> For real? Yeah, I would do that. <laughs> I'd just look at everybody. I'd be like, he's going to tell you how big his cock is again. Just wait. How many inches? <laughs> and then he would stop and he'd get all fucking mad. I was like, just shut up, dude. <laughs> like, I'm here on my break. I'm on lunch. I'm not getting paid for this. I don't want to, I don't give a fuck what you have to say. Yeah. Like walk out to your car and sit. Go fuck off. It's fucking annoying. Yeah, I'm not that big into it. Fuck, I can still barely understand uh half the fouls that get called anymore. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I like watching it though. Well, I'll hook you up with that dude, man. You'll fucking yeah. We can get together and talk about big black ox. Oh, he would love to. <laughs> he would love to. Not mine, but <laughs> although he was always on my fucking jock. God, that was my last, my last superior guy. It's a fucking joke. Oh, boss. Yeah, oh. he wasn't even a boss. I made sure he wasn't my boss. I would tell him, like, I need a boss. I need a manager because your little fake-ass title is not fooling me. Fuck out of here. <laughs> do I need to go get him? Yes. Yes, you do. Yes, you do, because I'm not going to listen to you, buddy. <laughs> dude, I don't know. Like, the dude is just fucking weird. Like, had a hard-on for me. Every time I was, I'd was, i be doing my job, he'd just come up and be like, that's wrong. I was like, what do you mean? Let's inspect, and it's prettier than your rings. Fuck out of here. Fucking guy. Yeah. I think I remember you telling me about him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. I did. He's... Oh, goodness. Well, shit, man. We're three hours in now. Oh, are we? <laughs> yeah. Time, time flies when you're having fun, right? Yeah, it is. You get the cans on, and you're just sitting and bullshitting, and before you know it, you're like, oh, fuck, really? Well, man, I had fun being here, man. Yeah, I had fun great. having you on. Yeah, that's great. Great. Sorry, uh, we went about everything other than what, what I think we said we were going to talk about. No. Ah. I don't think I made it very far into a... Who am I? <laughs> oh, well, you talked about all the, you know, different gigs you've worked and whatever else. I mean, yeah. if you want to come on again, we can go deeper. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. That sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> I like these microphones. Right. God. We're going to have to do some AS, what is it? ASMR? ASMR. Yeah. Is you that- don't know what that is? Ass something? No, 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 no. <laughs> Where are you going? It's with like this? a what is it? It's like a pretty much like a sound aesthetic or some shit like that. Oh, uh, yeah. Don't worry, I'm gonna look it up because I have no fucking idea what it means. Google that. Googlies. Autonomous sensory, or sensory, meridian response. Meridian. That's not. I don't know. You read this shit. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, yeah, you said it right. Autonomous sensory meridian response, a term used to describe a tingling, static-like, or goosebumps sensation in response to specific triggering oh, audio or visual stimuli. So yeah, so just something that uh, uh, something that gets off one of your senses, pretty much. Yeah, audio or visual stimuli that gives you fuck goosebumps, pretty much. So like when you see a hot naked redhead. With a nice like phone sex voice, and then you just start trembling up, and you get the goose pimples, and you're like, "Oh damn!" I just just in my pants. <laughs> oh fuck me, man! That's a great song. <sighs> just in my pants. That was great. Yeah, sweet man. Yeah, uh, if you're down for it, I'd love to have you on again at some point. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Uh, the only problem I'd say is, uh, are you none. going? What? None. Oh, I do go to night shift at some point, but... Yeah, we can make it work. Yeah, we can make it work. I should still have weekends off. Sweet. Yeah, no, I had fun, man. I had fun. Awesome. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. Let's get the fuck out of here and go do stuff. Oh, fuck. That's right. I still got to go. Damn, it's six o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Fuck. That's what I'm talking about. Time fucking flies. All right. All right, buddy. Well, you have a good night. I will, you too. Thanks for being here. Go win some money for me. I'll try. Just think of me. You don't have to pay me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. I'll see you another time. Take a look.